Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hello, and welcome to And That's Why We Drink, where we are so scary. <laughs> we were just talking about hot cocoa. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. We're like, um, what's your favorite almond? <laughs> like, we're so um, scary. Th- this is a PSA to people. If you're looking for the world's best hot cocoa, I know I usually give Starbucks the shout out on um, my, my teas, but when it comes to the cocos, you got to go to Coffee Bean because I recently discovered that and I, I've... I'll never have another hot chocolate in my life. It's and I'm so saying good. to Em, the coffee bean only exists in like that corner of the world, I think. Like at least on the West Coast, I'm pretty sure. I think I think if I were to move back to the East Coast, I the coffee bean would now be one of the things that I like miss. Like you know, like right oh. now, like when I now that I live out here, I miss Waffle House and I miss uh Wawa. And yeah. I think coffee bean would have to be my my West What's your what do you miss while you're out there? Um, like away from LA. Yeah. I miss- poke but mm. i can't eat that right now because i'm pregnant anyway so i miss sushi in general oh you can't um, have sushi when you're pregnant no raw fish Mm-mm. oh okay i don't know uh, <laughs> yeah raw, that's like the big one. Oh, um, good to that, know that and booze <laughs> i knew about uh. booze i knew about that one <laughs> wait so what about um i would imagine so i have this theory and i think yes. maybe we could have people like you know uh tweet out and, and let Is us this know their theory opinions about too. pregnancy because i can't wait to hear it no, I have oh, okay. no theories about that. I was I like, wow, you're bold. Wow. <laughs> I'm unqualified about that one. Uh, but I, so I was going to say, I would imagine one of the things you miss is tacos because I have this belief that on the mm-hmm. East Coast, there is really delicious Chinese food and really delicious Italian food, but mm-hmm. really shitty Mexican food. And mm. then on the West Coast, there's really excellent Mexican food, but there's only shitty Italian and Chinese food. I have yet. You're probably offending a lot of people, but in terms of like, I've eaten at a lot of restaurants, and I have yet to be to enjoy Italian or Chinese food like I did on the East Coast, and then vice versa for Mexican. Yeah, like same different like levels of. Yeah, I get that. Um, I do miss tacos. I mean, you know, if I were somewhere like Texas or California, the tacos are just 
it's next level stuff, man. I don't have that here, but I do have my runny skyline chili. So like, who am I to complain? You know, <laughs> look, you've got right middle of the road. You got your runny chili on got your some spaghetti. White Castle. Like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Ooh, I've only had White Castle once, but it was pretty delicious. Same with Waterburger. Oh, well, when you come, we're going to eat it. Um, I but while we're speaking of these things, are we yet? Are we going to talk about the, our tri- our 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 baby moon? We can, yes, we can if you'd like. I'm going to leave that up to you because you will be the pregnant one, and I don't know if okay. People let's might talk find about it. We'll just say, we'll just say, like, who knows? But okay, we okay. opened our gifts as we mentioned last week, and um, we did that for Patreon because they gave us our creepy coats, which are great. Uh, mm-hmm, and we put mm-hmm. a picture on Instagram if you want to see them. Yes, uh, they're and. They're so cute. But uh, so we opened each other's gifts. And of course, like we had, <laughs> M had texted me like a couple weeks prior and said, like, what are you doing on this specific weekend in September? And I was like, <sighs> um, I'm hanging out with you that weekend because I already made plans for us that weekend. And we had both <laughs> gotten each other the same gift as which tends to happen. And we bought each other or not bought each other, but we prepared to gift each other, <laughs> I guess, the gift of our presence <laughs> at the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West it. Virginia. And there have been some rumors going around of people saying, are Emma Christine going to be there, actually? And the plan is, yes, it's only two hours from my house. I will be extremely pregnant, like, like, like really, really far along. Like out of sight pregnant. That's why I texted Christine and asked, like, I know you're going to be, <laughs> like, for sure nesting and unable to leave your home. But what do you think about traipsing an entire property full of Mothman memorabilia with me. I am honestly like I want to go so bad. Like my plan right now is 100% we're going 110% we're going Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just it's a drive from my house. So M's plan is to feed me like jalapenos until I go into labor at the Mothman Festival, which like not a terrible idea. That'd be a fun story to tell. I I would be really upset. Uh, it, it, the baby and I are going to start on really bad terms if they don't let the water break at a Mothman festival, because that has, it has to happen. It's, I don't make the rules here. It's just what's, it's God's will, you know? It's God's will and, uh, God's will we shall abide by. So, you know, that's the plan is to go to the Mothman festival. If you, if y'all are going, I'm really excited. We already both have our Mothman t-shirts ready. Um, I'm again, going to be extremely pregnant. So don't worry if, if I can't make it, I will... (laughs) We just won't end up going, I guess. But like if I go into labor early or something, obviously it won't work out. But my plan, if everything is going smoothly. I'll be like, gonna... Christine, I've heard that people's first labor is always the longest. So I'm going to go That's to the Mafia it. Festival and I'll take pictures and you keep pushing. You're, you're doing great. I'll let you know how the festival's going. You're going to say, I have a theory about pregnancy. <laughs> let me say it to you. Uh, um, no, we TBD, but, but like, fingers <laughs> crossed we will be there. But also, I'm going to put out the caveat that, like, Christine will be super pregnant and probably very uncomfy. So, like, if <laughs> you be bitching the whole time, if you do see us, please respect at least Christine's space. Just no, no, say hi to me. Don't say don't hi, but don't, say but hi. just be aware that you are approaching someone who's going to be very physically uncomfortable. So just like I be aware. I think I'll probably just be, uh, I think I'll be in a good mood. I don't know. I think I'll be excited. Yeah. If, if, if she you... seems grumpy, it's either because she has a whole baby inside of her or because <laughs> I did something stupid. One of the two. <laughs> or both. Or both. Also, this week, the baby's the size of a Mr. Potato Head and M, which I guess is now just a potato head. Didn't they change the, the gendered? 
like concept of it. Maybe your baby wants to be considered a Mr. Potato Head, and that's okay too. You never know. You never know. Um, but that's the size of it this week. Oh, I just typed in Mr. Potato Head onto Google, and the first thing that comes up is canceled. Oh, so, <laughs> oh my! Your baby is canceled, Christine. Oh, we knew it would happen eventually. And M's first comment was, uh, "What did she say?" I said, "Oh, maybe their butt will open up, and a bunch of body parts will fall out." <laughs> Like, that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't think I want to picture that. But maybe. Um, and I, okay, can I say one more thing? Sorry. Yeah. I have like a little list that I started making on my phone of mention on ATWWD because I just feel like we have so many things we always want to mention that we forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things is that, uh, so I'm back on YouTube now and now I'm really excited because we're both on YouTube and I feel like we're finally living out our like, you know, two, early 2000s dreams of like being, you know, on YouTube. Oh, I don't know about that. You, I think, have higher aspirations to be on YouTube than I do. I just, I'm just so excited we both have a channel. It just makes I me just so wanted, happy. I still don't really technically have an official channel. People have to search me to get to my page because my URL still does not work as the Umschultz. Oh, so. okay. Well, oh, well, it's on there though. Um, and people love uh, sending me screen caps of The Sims and what's going on over there. Apparently, and posted something in their story about how you tried to save my date and it was just a disaster. It, it was, was going really well and then it went really not great. Tragic. Um, you yeah, did have your first kiss though. So, <gasps> oh my god, good I for know. me. It was That's really intense. I realized I was in an awkward position as your wingman that also yeah. plays God in this because yeah. I was like, how weird am I allowed to make it? <laughs> like I control the physical interaction here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, let's see. Um, you'll make a move. Uh, that's and then you we gave a little kiss but then after that i was like let's let's rein it in let's rein it let's in. slow it down uh yeah. god i was gonna say i don't know what to call you god is watching and father look, M is watching you had a uh it looked like you were having a great time though so it sounds welcome. like i was yeah um she wasn't well, which is why i had to save the date yeah i saw that you were like she's leaving and i was like no come back um um really but sad. yeah so great we're both on youtube christine's kissing androids um, i mean listen i'm ha- i think even if on your channel and my channel, I'm having the most fun on both of our channels. Which I think is so great. too. I'm I <laughs> I'm truly there because I wanted to find something other than Instagram Live because my internet was such trash, and then it just turned into this. So it's hurt. It, it just like de-escalate or it escalated and devolved so quickly. Bingo. Um, well, I released my first type of video, which is like a first new because t- I always do my creeps with Christine, which is just like reading creepy stories with music. And those are fun. So I did another one of those. And then um, I don't know if you saw this. I did like a get ready with me Q&A type thing, which I've never done before. Get ready for what? Like, have you seen those videos that are like, get ready with me? And it was just like you put on your makeup and like chat. Oh. That's nice. Um, no, so I've never watched one, one before. Oh, and it was very like tongue in cheek because I have no, I like don't know what I'm doing with makeup. Um, and everyone was very nice to not, you know, point out like Christine, that's all wrong. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was really fun, and I did like a little thing on close friends on Instagram and said like, what questions do you have? Because I don't want to. Sp- I mean, I'll talk about Mr. Potato Head, but like I don't want to spend all day here talking about you know pregnancy because it's not that's not what this is about. But so I made like a video, and it has all these you know chats about nice. the pregnancy what's going on um how we're dealing with the name and the sex of the baby and all that um nice. so it's fun time so you can go to i think it's x teen files or something i don't know but i'm just happy that we're both you know living our jenna marvel's dreams <laughs> well you're i you we're both living it you're 
uh, the the one enjoying both of them probably the most. <laughs> so uh, I will get your channel. I someday I will just get propel your channel to such a point that you're like you can't help. You have to just. I'll be like I think I am just a sim commit. Now. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Okay. Well, until then, I'm gonna have you keep kissing girls. Uh, I listen. I'm so, not gonna say no. There you, go. you just you just play God, and I'll just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think either of us are having a problem with the story no. how it's going so far. Certainly not. All right. Uh, did I have anything else to tell you? I don't think so. I don't think tell so. me a tale then. Okay. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's gonna smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink this <laughs> one is from savannah this uh i love savannah i have never been to savannah mm. um we should go it's so beautiful and so like creepy well it's like isn't it right i think this and like charleston are like always tied for either the most haunted place in the country and also the prettiest place in the country. Yes. Yes. It's like, I think it's, well, yeah, one of the most haunted, if not the most haunted city in the U.S. So creepy and so pretty. Weeping willows. You have it. I've also, uh, 
that's also where the Moon River Brewing Company is, which I've mm-hmm. I covered during a live show once. Yes, I've, that's right. I don't right. know if I actually did the whole episode on air yet, though. But I have the notes. So uh, this is the what I thought was called the Sorrel Weed House, and it's actually the Sorrel Weed House. Oh, um, Zach Bagans. Like the Menger Menger Hotel. Yeah, Zach Bagans uh, taught me something finally. So what? Because he kept calling it the Sorrel Weed House, and I was like, "What a dumbass!" And then I was like, "He's saying it pretty confidently in front of all of these employees." He also has researchers, so I feel like maybe. <laughs> yeah, and then also I started watching other videos and hearing other uh, people say Sorrel, and I was like, oh, it was just me the whole time. Okay. So, anyway, this is the Sorrel Weed House in Savannah, Georgia. It's 15 square feet, 15,000 square feet. 15 square feet. It fits oh in your little pocket, and uh, <laughs> it's one of the largest houses in all of Savannah, fun fact. Oh, shit. It is also one of Savannah's most famous buildings, and I, I don't know if that's even just because it is haunted it's one of the like first uh historic landmarks in georgia so it's got hmm, a hearty history to it okay uh so there's also a ghost adventures episode on it there's also i there's a ghost hunters episode on it which i could not get access to oh and it is fun fact the opening scene of forrest gump was filmed here oh that's fun it was filmed on the roof of the sorrel weed house um so if you get a, a bird's eye view at the beginning of Forrest Gump. They were standing on top of the Sorrel Weed House to get that shot. So the building was constructed in the late 1830s. I say that because I saw 1837, 38, 39, and 1840. So <gasps> somewhere around there uh, it was built. And in 1954 was when it became one of the first, it might even be the first Georgia historic landmark. Mm. So uh, there is more of a history to this guy, but it it really didn't deal with ghosts at all. It was just more his background. So I didn't really touch on that. But the gist is that there's a guy named Francis Sorrell. And he, at the time, was one of Savannah's most prominent and wealthy men, which that's how every fucking story starts. And these, can you hear this? What? You really can't hear that? No fucking lawnmower you scared me oh my god i thought like again i don't know why it's francis sorrell obviously (laughs) don't you hear him he's bragging about all many monies that he has no the lawnmower guy he's literally technically only about 15 feet away from me so i said i told you i can't hear it i i really can't i'm so paranoid about it so uh francis sorrell is one of savannah's most prominent wealthy men and I will get into it, but we can all pretty much guess where this is going, that he builds a big house for the social elite. They have a bunch of parties. A <laughs> woman dies and then someone in a certain colored dress appears. Yeah, I was about so to say that. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why we're listening to it and that's why I drink it anymore at this point, because that's the story I tell every goddamn week. Just for week. Sims updates. That's the only reason <laughs> so he's one of the most wealthy men in the area. He marries a 17-year-old heiress named oh dear. Lucinda. Apparently they were genuinely in love, which I don't. I'm not sure what his Wait, so age how was. Old was he? Oh, I'm not oh. sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, you could be in love at 17. I don't know. That's true. I just don't know if he was like 50 or something, and then it gets uh-huh. weird. But they 
so they seemed to be very happy. They had three kids, and then five months in, or five years into the marriage, uh, Lucinda dies of the devil's disease. Do you want to guess what that one is? Mm, it's not consumption, I'm assuming, because we it's already have not- so many fun nicknames for that. <laughs> the devil's disease. So that's the hunger disease, actually. Um, <laughs> <That's> the- <laughs> okay. What about yellow fever? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I tell you, my psychic abilities have gotten, like, sharper and sharper through this pregnancy. I'm telling you, that little baby is definitely knows what the devil's disease is, so. <laughs> really oh. No. Uh, so, yeah, so she died five years into the marriage, and apparently they started out in Virginia. I don't know where in Virginia. That would be fun if it was Fredericksburg. But they uh, moved to Savannah together as, as a couple and had their kids. Okay. And so when she died, they didn't have anyone to help him with the kids while he was working. And I guess Lucinda's family wanted to make sure that the kids were raised well. And so they, it's suggested, offered up their other daughter to him uh, <gasps> so that sh- they could get married and their aunt would be the kid's stepmom and would make sure that the kids were raised well. Oh, my God um oh no so francis ended up marrying matilda who was homegirl's sister what was her name okay but i love that lucinda and matilda is just like such a combo you know they are they've i feel like i would want to overhear what they say at a coffee shop i feel like oh my god i feel like they've got a lot going on they're the ones to mingle with at the cocktail party for sure they're the ones who like snuck in the extra whole bottle of vodka in their purse absolutely and are so pouring it into the punch jar and like not telling anybody yeah 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 yeah. Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. so i'm glad we're on the same page with that uh, always <laughs> and so francis married matilda and as a wedding gift he commissioned this house for her so he he made this house for her to be like oh here's your wedding gift and we can live in it together the tour itself because they do have the actual sorel weed tour on youtube Apparently, that's where I found out that uh, Matilda and Francis ended up having eight more children together. Oh, my. So this guy's got 11 kids. Oh, my. Um, Of the eight that Matilda and Francis had, only five survived to adulthood. The other three uh, did not make it. The oldest or the one that made it the furthest before passing away. She was six and died from scarlet fever. Oh, geez. So many fevers. You know what I found out? Allison's yeah. sister had scarlet fever. I told you that on the show, dude. Oh, you are the one that told me about that. <laughs> I, I remember I was like, I heard this recently and it blew my mind. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Carrie's had scarlet fever and I'm I, still floored. It's, it's one of my favorite fun facts. I just love it. <laughs> so how did you I, get I never got that? permission to share it, but I do anyway. So well, I hope that's okay, Alpel. It's too late. One of my cousins got mumps and I was like. Oh, dear. I was like. How did you get fucking Didn't bumps? Carrie also have measles? It was like she had all these weird diseases. <laughs> I think she's I a time know. traveler. That's got to be what could it be. is. So uh, scarlet fever. Yeah. So there are three kids who uh, didn't make it to adulthood. The one that died from scarlet fever, though, died in this house. Um, oh. So that's one of the uh, earlier Aww. ghosts in this family. And oh, OK, here's where it gets really sad so the house itself because it was the 1800s in georgia we can guess who else lived on this property and it was uh several enslaved people oh shit um, i was like mosquitoes oh my god <laughs> mosquitoes <laughs> they were also rampant to be fair yeah, I was like, it was humid i guess i don't that's know that's <laughs> not a bad answer uh, christine um that might make sense for like oh wait 
are they the ones that give out give yellow fever or something or what's the thing that mosquitoes uh, have? don't look at me okay. like that i Whatever. don't know okay. <laughs> malaria sure. maybe yellow maybe fever? malaria okay we gotta stop listen why do i think i know medicine and diseases uh i don't so yeah the house had several enslaved people in it one of them uh happened to be one of the head servants named molly uh, who Francis was sleeping with, and by sleeping with, I mean very likely, yeah, our wording, yeah. Um, and so apparently he in enjoyed her the most. I don't know if Ugh. I don't I don't know what version of it it is. Whether he says he was in love with her, maybe there's that one percent where it was consensual. I don't know. Um, but he actually gave her her own space in the physical Sorrel home mm. um, versus like her being in the quarters with everybody else. Um, so she was treated very nicely. She, well, you know, well, she for, was giving relative she, terms. Yeah. She was giving, given nice accommodations. Right. Um, she literally, I think, slept in a room like right next to their room. Oh, and, boy. Uh, oh, boy. And yeah. So she was, uh, she had a, I guess, quote, better, whatever that means, quality of life. But in 1860, Matilda walked in on them. And oh. we don't know why. It's not officially because she found out that he was sleeping with someone else behind her back. But all we know is later that day, she jumped out of the second story <gasps> window and landed, oh my on God. Her, landed on her head. And <gasps> she died in the courtyard. Oh, fuck, dude. This um, got dark real fast. You were not kidding. <laughs> we should have just left it at mosquitoes. I, I tried. I tried. I'm like you. I'm like, <laughs> listen, I'm trying to like I give and I give and for what? <laughs> um, so a week later, either a week later or two weeks later, <sighs> Molly is also found dead. Oh, shit. What? And she is found hanging in her <gasps> room. So this could have been Molly you know either super up, upset and guilty that uh, what was happening behind matilda's back or maybe she just wanted to escape herself because of what was going yeah. on with francis a lot of people also say it could have been another enslaved person who did this sure. to matilda um some people say it could have been uh one of frank and matilda's kids as revenge on what happened to their mom could um, it have been francis or it could have been francis oh, i see who did this after his wife died and it was sure. like a way to cover up everything in case people started snooping oh, around. Yikes. This is and I mean all of it's just bad. <laughs> whatever I mean, it was. Clearly. Yeah, which whatever answer it is, it's not good. So um after Matilda and Molly's deaths, uh Francis later sold the house to Henry D. Weed, which gives us the Sorel Weed house. Good luck, Mr. Henry. He's yeah. like, I'll move in. Henry, I hope you got this thing for a bargain. Uh, seriously. Uh, so there is some continuity error here in the storytelling because they say, oh, after their deaths, that's when Francis sold the house to Mr. Weed, which I think is hysterical. That should be a dispensary out here. Agreed. That's what I kind of thought you were saying when you said weed house over and over. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> a greenhouse, a hot box, if you will. And so the continuity error, though, lies in that there's also some evidence that Mr. Reed actually bought the house nine months before the women's deaths, uh, oh. which would imply they didn't die there and therefore the ghosts aren't there and there are no ghosts. So, oh, but like you mean bought it and moved in and they had already been gone whenever yeah. all the drama. I see. Yeah. Okay. So like how the two women couldn't have died on the property then if they didn't live there. 
And that has, I think, what we have landed on as a community uh, is that there has been proof that Francis did sell the house nine months before their deaths, but they actually just moved in next door. So there's a chance that the women died in the house next door and because that felt less like home maybe they haunt the actual property next yeah i was door. gonna say like i i feel like people still end up in places that they didn't necessarily die in right and it's, it's your home is literally next your home is literally next door it would make yeah, sense you don't have to go far to find it i guess i don't Quick know travel on the astral also, plane it's <laughs> just a, skip jumping up what is it uh, hopping around i don't know Something i was gonna say just a quick a quick I don't, now I can't even think, but I was thinking the same thing, and I had it, it like and a you didn't. It, uh, <laughs> bop it, twist it around. I don't know. Um, it, it's just a one spin it away, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, and also, if she jumped out of the window, I feel mm-hmm. like adjacent properties. I don't know. It could be, like, really close. Maybe. Well, she died it, in the courtyard. Well, this also ended up being um, corroborated by uh, someone who wrote a letter about Matilda's death. I guess he'd witnessed it or something or heard about it from Francis and was able to say, oh, she jumped out of the second story window, but from the building next door to where they lived. So it would, that helps us solve that. Okay. So the, their deaths happened nine months after they moved out, but they still haunt the building. I see. Okay. So in 1914, uh, Mr. Weed, he sold the house to a bank. And then in 1941, a guy named AJ Cohen bought it. And his son ended up taking it over and turning it into storefronts. Uh, His son moved in in the 60s. So there were storefronts there from the 60s until the 90s. And in 1996, a guy named Stephen Bader bought the house. And he seemed like kind of a shady property owner. He had like a lot of like violations on his record. And uh, Hmm. he was just like, I guess, not restoring it properly or whatever he was trying to do. People didn't really like him. And, but he did try to restore at least some of the building. He took off the storefront part of the building to make it look more original. He repainted it. And by 2000, it was sold, became apartment complexes for a second, and it is now restored to how it looked. And they give tours, including paranormal tours. Ooh. So this is all now just ghosts. And there's quite a lot. So we are in luck today. Buckle up. So people feel anxiety when they walk in here, which could be paranormal or just us being just millennials. Yeah, um, <laughs> just the norm. <laughs> people also experience feeling nausea. They also experience feeling a strangling. And some people have indicated that's like a rope around a neck. Oh, God. Charged electronics will die. Oh, by the way, like that gives me plenty of uh, reason to throw in the fact that like Molly was not the only enslaved person on this property, so there was probably a lot of other really horrific shit going on, and yeah. that could also uh, filter in, in terms sure. of paranormal activity. So people have felt their hair getting pulled, people have been scratched, an apparition of Francis has been seen in the dining room moving chairs around, and oh, one time he was seen literally throwing a candle across the room. Oh and my, my question is, was that shit lit? Like... Can you imagine if you walked into a room and you saw a man throwing a lit candle across? Oh my god! The room? And think about all those billowy, dusty curtains they had back then. I feel like that would go up in flames, man. Also, I still have some trauma after my sweatshirt incident, but imagine the melted wax flying across the room and <laughs> hitting trauma. that expensive antique rug. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, that would be so bad. You don't, you don't get that shit out, man. And they don't have a freezer, a big freezer for a big rug. What are you gonna do? Look, I'm telling you. Also, speaking of that sweatshirt, I'm pretty sure I have a curse with with the good fellow plain black crew neck sweatshirts because okay. the 
wax one the wax thing happened forever Mm -hmm. ago it had to have been 100 episodes ago now and i got wax all up on this shirt i complained about it i was so upset about it because it was my favorite sweatshirt and then lovely 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 listeners all pitched in and got me a brand new version of the sweatshirt which was so lovely Uh that that. went missing and i don't know i don't know how because i after i got this the new one i was i was like i'm not letting this one go i'm gonna be so careful around it i have no idea where the fuck it went could it be at the apartment Maybe. Maybe, but then I ended up I getting a third one. Oh god. <laughs> and that one fucking went missing. And I was like, what is going on? I have no idea. I cannot keep it together with these Are like you sure, clean like, Allison shirts. and RJ aren't like borrowing them or something. I pr- I don't know what's going on. If okay. it makes me so upset though cuz it really was my favorite sweatshirt. Um okay, I know that people are going to be like, we should buy you another one. Don't no, do no, it. No, no, Clearly, no, no. I that was not me fishing for a new sweatshirt. I'm clearly going to lose it. Please don't do it. I was going to say, because it's not going to end well, apparently. Okay. So. <laughs> also, Christine and I were literally just talking before we started recording that I counted how many sweatshirts I have recently, and I'm not going to say the number on here because I'm embarrassed. It's such a but big number. But I guessed it, too, speaking of my little psychic abilities, and was like, just take a guess. And I guessed number, and I was like, it's yeah, that's exactly not 100, right. but it's also not 10. So, like, it's I... It's not 100. No, I'm just kidding. It's not 100. <laughs> I, um, I have way too many sweatshirts, so that maybe Maybe there's maybe this is God being like, you need to calm down. The, the plain last... black one can go. The plain <laughs> black one can go. <laughs> well, I hope one day I find like all three of them like like hidden under a bed or something, and I just have three black sweatshirts. That'd be fun. I mean, then I'd like to borrow one because they sound cozy. At that point, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you can have one. You'll have the one <laughs> with the big fucking wax stain, and yeah. I'll get the nice two clean. I ones. just remember for like weeks we were getting emails like. Put it in the freezer. Like, I will never forget all the wax tips we got. I'll like, always, I feel like, for the rest of time, I will know how to get wax out of anything because of we'll all be the those people grandparents. Who wrote in. Like, I know how to <laughs> get it out like magic, you know? I know how to get wine, blood, and wax out of almost anything. There was a spill at backstage in San Francisco, and Em was like, "Step aside!" A wine spill, a red, a red, wine. red wine spill on a bright oh. white carpet, bright, uh, not in our property at all. And Em was like, "Step aside!" And like, of course, the only one in the room who doesn't drink was like, "Listen, I grew up with Linda. I know how to get wine out of a rug." And we were like, "Wow, it was you know amazing." What? That bright white carpet sparkled by the end. Just so honestly, we're clear. that part was cleaner than the rest of the carpet. I was very impressed. Thank I'm not you. Gonna lie. Uh, okay. Anyway, so- sorry. He threw a candle. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Molly's room. So he. So he's been seen throwing candles around. So be careful if you happen to be there. Seri- don't wear your black sweatshirt over there. Do not. Oh, I <laughs> trust you. <laughs> trust me. It's so inconvenient. Um, Molly's room is allegedly the most active. Um, objects move around in there. Furniture Aww. rearranges itself. And this is. Uh, this is kind of a new thing. But people are also hearing the sounds of children. Whoa. Sorry, that was a weird sound. So- <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I don't know what that was, but wow, that that accurately describes how I feel. I think, <laughs> like half shaky but half confident. Yeah, um, like kind of freaked out but excited. Yeah. So I this is pretty recent because I watched one of their tours on YouTube and it had been post COVID. So oh. they were saying that recent, like very recently, children's voices are starting to become a thing, and they think it's That's because so all of the ghosts that haven't seen anybody in a year like even the ghosts are upset <gasps> oh about the pandemic God. and all of a sudden people started coming back in in hordes to do tours and the ghosts are like super excited and they're more active than ever so we're just hearing and seeing new stuff but wouldn't Which, that like, also not to be like devil's advocate but to totally be devil's advocate but wouldn't that also just be that more people are hearing more evidence of things maybe are reporting more 
Maybe. I was uh, confused about the why they're hearing children's voices. And then I remembered that little girl died from scarlet fever in the house. So right, I, right. I associated with that. But it could very well just be people are hearing more stuff. I don't know. But anyway. I, like maybe during COVID they were running around and having a great time and nobody was there to hear it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like maybe the they goat? loved being alone. Yeah. yeah. The ghost, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that actually makes sense. And now sense. people are just like, we hear it now. Well, yeah, because you have 200 people in there. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, that's that's a fair point. Like, they felt... Maybe they loved the pandemic. <laughs> they were just having a great time. Isn't it funny <laughs> that literal dead people are also reacting to a pandemic? Yeah, like, it's weird. It's freaky. Anyway, so fun fact, if you ever wanted to go, go now, fresh after uh, COVID, uh-huh. because uh, the ghosts are more active than ever or may- yeah they might still be like uh coming off their high of getting like They're just very active. to be like like children home alone for the weekend you know yeah so people see shadow figures they hear voices in empty rooms excuse me especially in the carriage house and there is a lady in black and a lady in white okay here we go this is what i've been waiting for so uh, I'm going to talk about the woman in black later because uh, she's in the basement, which we haven't gotten to yet. Ooh, I just got chills somehow. That's freaky. Well, I don't know why. So we actually don't know which one is which, like who's the woman in black, who's Ugh, the woman God. in white. But this is the first time we've had like this crossover between Competing. two ghosts we hear all the time. If we heard of like one like brunette woman in a red dress on top of that i'd be like mm-hmm. we've had the trifecta like if there was a wedding dress i guess maybe the white dress is a wedding dress but like maybe add a whole new element to it it's the most ambitious crossover since infinity war i tell you that <laughs> um so the lady and wait oh that was the thing i wanted to say uh that was the reason i drink this week because i hope everyone has listened uh, or seen loki if you watch that um you have like Five seconds to skip ahead if you... Okay, I'm just going to say it. The thing I'm so excited about is... So Loki ended last night. And okay, so this is a spoiler? Is that what you're saying? This is a spoiler, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, got it, okay. So skip ahead for like 30 seconds if you haven't watched it yet. But it's also... They probably just skipped ahead 30 seconds. They're like, why are you still saying to skip ahead 30 seconds? It's, it's something we all knew was coming, so it doesn't like totally blow my mind, but it's a big deal that officially... I need you to pretend like you care, Christine. Officially... I uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe now has the multiverse. The multiverse now exists officially. Oh my gosh. It's a very big deal. So we were on one timeline this whole time, and now it has officially oh, branched I off. See. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Everything, That's cool. Everything was one timeline, and now there's literally it, – now it's insane, the amount of things that are going to come out of this. There's like – there could be – 10 of the same character in one show. There could be all from different time periods, all from different realms, from different quantum realities. Oh my God, that's cool. So, and we're for sure going to see that because they also, in the last episode, uh, we were all pretty much guessing it, but they basically revealed the new big villain. You know how like in Infinity War, like 10 movies were leading up to this, the big purple guy with the glove? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> Do you? Do you remember the glove at all? I remember that lights the glove, up? yes. Okay. Yes, oh, I know that. The, okay, the, so... The, the gauntlet. The big, the big purple guy, he he was, like, the villain for, like, literally 15 movies. And they just announced the next new villain, which we all were kind of hoping it was going to be anyway. And this guy's all about time travel. He's really horrible. He's worse than the Ooh. glove guy. And it's... I'm very excited. So anyway. I do appreciate that you use terminology like the glove guy with me. I appreciate that very much. You're Thank welcome. You. The purple glove guy. But uh, yeah, so now, and, and for all the people who are aware of the Spider-Man theory coming out, uh, 
Basically, Ooh. you know how there was a Tobey Maguire series mm-hmm. of Spider-Man, and then there's Andrew <gasps> Garfield. They're so thinking because different. it's... different. Oh, my God. That just blew that, my mind. It's Sorry. like, at this point, we're all pretty much expecting it to happen, but they have not confirmed a single fucking thing. But That's in the wild. New, in the new Spider-Man movie coming out, we're all expecting Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland to fight together in a scene that's going to blow everyone's fucking Holy mind. So, shit. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so okay, spoiler spoiler over uh sorry you had to skip ahead for so long but sorry yeah i didn't say anything nobody like wasn't already guessing but it's just all been confirmed now so uh okay shadow voices lady in white oh yeah the ambitious crossover infinity war thing yeah mm-hmm. so the lady in white is seen in the parlor apparently the parlor is super active that's like where most people get um evps and see shadow figures and the windows and stuff like that employees hear another uh say that there's another ghost here called captain which is horrific and captain uh has put caretakers into trances before so that only they could see him and nobody else sounds like a marvel villain i mean really (laughs) sounds pretty insane uh (laughs) so one caretaker got out of bed one time and walked over and looked down at the stairs and could see the captain walking up the stairs toward him but the caretaker was talking to his co-worker being like he's here do you see him do you see him and nobody else could see this full-bodied man walking up the stairs towards him. oh no also uh so the stairs are near the parlor which is why i bring that up in the parlor section the parlor uh people also smell perfume they hear laughing clinking piano playing violin playing basically any party sounds they hear ch- fun. chatter and talking like there's a residual party happening there's also very clear pictures of people in the parlor like creepily like to a point where i'm going to send you some pictures right you now. mean like apparitions like people take pictures oh, um, oh like photos and there's like people in the pictures who are not supposed to be there oh so shit oh i this love is, that All this right. is the first one let me know when you get it it's uh this is from okay. the tour so the person in the middle was not there the per- so what am i looking at here oh so the- there's <gasps> What? So there's two little girls who want to take a picture a in the mirror. They want to take a picture this in the horrible. mirror. And the person in the middle was not there. This is horrible, Em. It so, looks like Samara from The Ring. It looks pretty wild. So here's my... Uh, <gasps> I just got shivers. Oh my god, I hate it. So here's my uh, favorite one, which is worse. Here's I don't know if one. like if anybody can see this on YouTube, but like we'll that's put it the on person. We'll put it on Instagram. Oh yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. Good idea. So there's two pictures to this one. It was one's a close up at the bottom. Oh, that person is not supposed that, to be there. Yeah, that person was not on the tour. <sighs> Absolutely not. It's Absolutely like clearly not. a person. Clearly a yeah, person. Yeah, but like she's wearing. It looks like she's wearing jeans. <laughs> like who could that be? No, she's wearing like I thought she was wearing like a dress. Oh. Like a, like it's like cinched under her. Oh, I miss I miss. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see. What you're... <gasps> okay, I just saw it. Like I for some reason it looked like jeans from afar, but now that I'm thinking of the cinched dress, that makes it so much worse. So there's a final one too, and this comes from a an article in Country Living called "I Captured Something Disturbing on Camera at Savannah's Sorrel Weed House." And here is didn't the you talk about Country Living last week? Maybe. I think that was where they like put in those. Oh pictures. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I, don't know why I thought of that, but country living. Oh is getting a lot. my god! Okay, I just goose cam central. I don't like that. I don't, like. You don't even want to look at it anymore. Well, you know what I don't also know why freaks this is me out? out so bad. 
Well, you know what freaks me out is if you look at the previous picture that someone else took on a different tour, it looks kind of like the same person. Same haircut, same cinched kind of colored dress, <gasps> the the olive color, tan colored dress. No, you're completely right. It looks like the same person. Isn't that this wild? is bad for me. This is not good for me. I'm not into this. This is not good. Um, especially and also, because- by the way, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, especially because in the last picture I showed you, it looks like it's almost like overalls or something. Like there's little straps on the shoulders. If you look yeah. at the at the picture, the first picture I sent you where the uh, or the woman in the doorway, it looks almost like the sleeves are a different color than the rest of the dress, which would fit. Anyway, it's all creepy. Okay, listen, this is the other thing. These are all in a mirror, right? Like these different photos are in different. All mirrors. these pictures are in the same mirror in the parlor. The same mirror. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so they're just, oh, psh, this is just not good. Okay. So right? Also, because they, they all have that, that light in the, in the ceiling. No, you're right. And there's the doorway in the background. And also yeah. what freaks me out is that, like, do they live in the mirror? Remember when I requested mirror stories for a listener's episode and it was just like one of the scariest things we've ever done? I don't know yeah. what it is about mirrors, but they are fucking <laughs> Well, they're literal freaky. portals, aren't they? Into yeah, like alternate I guess worlds or their little spaces. Sense. And also, it's interesting that it keeps showing up near doorways, because doorways are also another threshold. Oh. Like another liminal space in between something. This is so that? spooky. I didn't expect it to be this scary. I'm I'm actually quite flipped out. Yeah, the this. pictures come out really intense. Like, they're clear as day pictures of people. It looks like an oil painting. Like, this it's guy wild. looks like an oil painting. Anyway. So people also hear really loud sounds in empty rooms. They also hear um, wartime ambiance, which is how I categorize <gasps> it, but it's battle sounds and a marching band. And This is because before the Sorrel Weed House was here, this was the area of the Siege of Savannah in 1779, where oh. this is where there were British barracks and like a thousand people died on this property oh shit um it was the the siege of savannah was the second bloodiest battle in the american revolution oh my god i don't know what the first one was but it's the second fun fact it was also it's number two in bloodiest battle ever in the american revolution but it is number one as the bloodiest hour so oh in one hour that many no other battle has had more people die that's horrible Um, so, you know, perfect grounds with a bunch of, like, hundreds of troops dead. Um, apparently, they still think there are bodies buried under <gasps> the building of troops that they just couldn't dig up. Wow. So people also smell cigar smoke. They see a British soldier uh, near where the barracks used to be. And one visitor actually saw a shadow figure and heard the sounds of war in the house and ends up getting so nauseous that he threw up <gasps> in the courtyard. In the basement, there's a haunted chair you can sit in and potentially make contact with one spirit. And people have been touched. They've seen figures pacing. And this is where people also see the woman in black who has been caught in pictures glaring at you. I see. I don't like that she's just in the basement. Like that doesn't only the ring, basement ring good. That doesn't ring right it, to it, me. You're exactly right. And yeah. um, there's also a man with a mustache who is also seen downstairs in the basement in pictures. Mr. Um, Potato Head. Could That's be Mr. Potato Head. Could be Christine's kid. It could also be <laughs> uh, Francis's son, Frank, because he was a doctor that lived in the house for a while and he used the basement as his like medical office. Okay. Interesting. There is also a being down here known as the Shadow Man. You see, I knew something was wrong with this place. I don't like the basement. I'm not into it. (laughs) Shadow Man is eight feet tall. Forget Um, it. They assume that he was once a British soldier. But if you have dangly jewelry on, the tour guides will literally tell you to take it off because he steals all of your jewelry. 
Oh, he can have it. I don't care. You can have it. Take it. Ugh, gross. I thought they were going to say he chokes you to death with it or something. Oh, but well, if he wants it, he can have you it. You could be the first. So. Don't say that. Can you imagine if you're wearing earrings and someone yanks on it? Like, that's my worst <laughs> fear already. Yeah. I, well, I wonder, like, does it just, like, fade away on you and you don't notice? Or does it get ripped off is the question. Yeah, or is it like your sweatshirt where it just vanishes? <laughs> right. Uh, well, there's also, um, I don't know why this came into their possession, but the the building now has a wheelchair downstairs from, like, the 1800s, like, old as shit wheelchair. Super duper. And apparently the ghosts loved it when it got here. And so now it's been seen on camera moving by itself. Oh, maybe they were like, this is a much easier way to get around. Maybe they're just like having a good, t- you know how like when you have to go to your like dad's office as a kid and you find the spinny chair and you're oh, like, oh, absolutely. This yeah. is going to kill some time. That yeah. maybe that's what they're doing with the wheelchair. Just like a new thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, people also in the carriage house uh, where the enslaved people were, people get depressed, obviously, and they <laughs> have a heaviness on their chest. They sometimes say they can't breathe. And this is bananas to me. I uh, I don't know what we are allowed to legally show in terms of audio that isn't ours. Okay. Um, but I can send you the link later if you want. Just trust me. It's the scariest thing in the world. Uh, that oh, God. Ghost Hunters, they got one EVP. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but I, I couldn't actually see the episode of Ghost Hunters. I couldn't find it anywhere. But it's such creepy evidence that on the tour of the Sorrel Weed House, they play this now for people. So I think we can play it if we attribute it and because we're reporting it, basically. Okay. If you attribute it to like the right source or link or whatever. Okay. Or so we can it- just put the link in the show notes, maybe. All right. Perfect. Uh, so do you want me to send you the link then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go find it really quick. Okay. It's at 1220. Okay. I'll send you the link. So this is on YouTube. It's called The Most Haunted House in the United States, The Sorrel Weed House. And it's the actual tour itself, but they play a clip from Ghost Hunters in a piece of uh, audio that they found on their investigation. So you can find the Ghost Hunters episode. I don't know where, but it is their 2005 Halloween special. I just couldn't find it. And that's where they got the evidence. But this itself is from the tour. So, And what's the, can you give them a timestamp again? It, it's 1220. So that way you don't have to watch the whole thing. Okay, I'm going to play it now. (gasps) What the actual hell? Isn't that that? creepy? So for those who. And you are like giving me like I'm freaked out today. So I don't like that. Just to reiterate, um, Ghost Hunters got very clear audio of a female evp uh a a woman saying help and then moaning and then saying get out of here get out oh my god oh my god and if you want to go back and listen with that knowledge in your head of what it's saying like that makes it creepier to see the words right now So, so it sounds like someone either walked in on someone dying or someone it it sounds like someone is definitely in pain it sounds like the last couple seconds of someone's life or someone witnessing another person's last couple seconds i'm unsure but it sounds very panicked and pained and it's really creepy so how do you feel god that was horrible it was so clear wasn't it it was so clear I, f- I at first thought it was somebody talking and I was like, will you shut up so I can hear the EVP? And I was like, oh my God, that's the EVP. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a woman in pain. And I don't know if, it, I don't know what the situation is, but it's super creepy. 
Um, I, in my head, I saw it as like it was when Matilda jumped out of the window and it might have been whoever walked up and found her <gasps> or it might have been. Oh, her, or maybe like she survived for a second Wait on a the second. ground. Yeah, I'm that, not sure. That's a good point. Or it could be somebody telling the kids like, get out of here. Don't like, yeah. step back. Don't look or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That actually it that honestly, that's now that you say that out loud. It freaked me listen. out. Yeah, it does. It sounds like somebody saying, like, get help and then, like, get out of here. Don't look or don't. Yeah. <sighs> so just to make things worse, there is apparently in the basement an apparition of a little girl who likes to play hide and seek and bite people's ankles. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. So see ya. But uh, to make up for all of it, my favorite ghost I think I've ever heard of is uh this group of women, which I think it's fun that as they are a collective spirit of multiple people. <laughs> I love that so like, much. Like they're just like girl boss squad and they like they're just like a click. Yeah. They're a little click, a little woman a woman's click. Um and they're <laughs> girl boss. Squad. They're often seen in the parlor complaining about the tours. <gasps> what <laughs> that's not very nice. <laughs> it's so fun though that they're just like not even afraid to say it. They're just like, what are you gonna do? Kill me? Like here I am. I mean, truly. Like they have to spend eternity together. Oh my yep. god. Anyway, so I think that's fun. Obviously, it could be uh some uh foresight into you and me and in the afterlife just gossiping away in front of oh, people. Absolutely. Um, as loud as we can. <laughs> as loud as we can. So I usually I don't often do this, but I went to Reddit to see if anyone had any stories uh, about times that they've been there. Oh, one, I love that. One was literally six months ago. So this is from <laughs> Fest Day 13. Um, Fest what? Fest Day 13. Oh, I thought you meant like the date, like from six no, months no, no, ago. No. And I was like, I've never heard of that day. It's a handle. It's a handle. Got so it. they say... This house messed me up for good for a good 12 hours at least. I was on the regular tour, not the ghost one, and I stayed back to get pictures with no one in the room for the woman's side of the gathering rooms or whatever it's called. So they were talking about the parlor rooms. Sure. I assume since I'm male, they weren't thrilled about an uninvited male alone in here, and I got super lightheaded and almost passed out. And I was in a heavy fog uh, the rest of the day. Not super eventful. However, I 100% never feel like that ever. Someone else, also six months ago, named Otherwise Resident, says one of my best paranormal experiences ever i was pushed on my back i love that this is your best paranormal experience it was awesome it was awesome i got pushed on my back in the house and i sounds like zach but yeah (laughs) and i heard a voice say move in the basement and my film footage was ruined by a strange black mass that looked like a floating ink stain okay yikes very very strange i heard laughing and saw floating lights in a local graveyard when i was alone savannah is haunted yes uh someone else called the fcc hates usa (laughs) says we were at sorrel weed house (laughs) at the big room and i believe in the front of the house that has a balcony overlooking the interior room and a staircase we were standing right at the foot of the stairs and the other couple were a few feet away we were talking about something and then one of my friends goes what is that and points up to the staircase we looked to uh see a glowing face up at the top of the stairs it looked like a child's face pale and luminescent with facial features but no body it was floating up in the air almost touching the ceiling and suddenly the face zoomed backwards behind these double glass doors at the top of the stairs we could still see it behind the glass and then it dropped down to where a child's head would have naturally been and then oh. back up again what does then that mean? it vanished 
Then it vanished and the entire thing took seconds to happen. The other couple we didn't know saw it too. Oh, wow. Oh, So they just wow. saw, the I don't know what so you described. People. I don't know what you call that, but a lot of people saw it. And the fact that multiple people saw it then and it's not like a recurring thing that people see. So it's not like mm-hmm. they put a light show on or something to trick you. Um, one other person uh, was down in the basement and says that they felt a finger stroking them on the back of their arm. <gasps> I swear to God, Em. And pulling killing their me. leg. So, are killing me here, man. So before we go, obviously I have to talk about the Zach Bagans episode. Yeah. Um, fun fact, again, I said it earlier, but this is where Zach taught me that it's actually pronounced Sorel. But this makes me want to also do a quick jump off and let you know that I did just go back to the Zach Bagans house this weekend. And <gasps> uh, right. on the way there, speaking of mispronunciations or maybe proper pronunciations, the Lyft driver kept asking us about the museum and kept calling Zach Bagans Zach Begons, as in like Begone Satan. <laughs> and be gone. I'm it's so good. mad that we never came up with that on our own. It's but excellent. They clearly thought it really was pronounced Zach Begons. And I was like, that is kind of quality actually. So I really into it because I already already say his name wrong apparently, which oops, which you told me. Uh Baggins, I just say, but yeah, Begone Begone is so good. Begone. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I but we did go to the Allison and I went back to the museum. There was only like two new exhibits. Everything else was more or less the same, just moved around and put in different rooms. I did find out that Zach Begons has a seven or 16 storage rooms around Vegas because I was like, what happens when one room gets taken down? Like, what do you do with haunts and stuff? And they said he has like nearly 20 storage units. So like, I would like to go on the back end tour and go to the storage units where you're just just in like a 10 by 10 room of the most haunted shit ever. That's a possession waiting to happen. And all the dolls are like, why did you put me in this fucking garage instead of on display? Like, they're probably yeah. pissed. I like how they're like, but but at the house, you have to be respectful. Like, this is their home. And it's like, the other one is in literally 120 degree Vegas heat in a storage unit. In a unit. metal box. <laughs> but let's respect this one in their home. Yeah. Did and you talk maybe to PTD? I did see PTD. Looked her in the eyes. Um, I said hello. And I very quickly, many times said goodbye. Um <laughs> And uh, they did it, they, it. That also looks different now. I don't know if it's because of COVID or something, but all the rooms where you used to walk in and just get to stand there and observe. It's now they have the item in the center of the room and you basically only get enough time to walk around it and then leave the room. So I just hung out there for a little bit. You and I went in by ourselves and talked to PTD. Yeah, nobody else came. <laughs> that wasn't an option anymore. Like they oh, okay. originally it was like you can go in on your own and talk to her and then leave when you're ready. But everyone, it was like mm-hmm. either you're in or you're out. And if you're in, we're all going to walk around it and five seconds later be done with this. So got it. So I was like this close to her because I had to look at her as I was, but I didn't get to like talk to her. Allison's favorite part was the Divic box room. Now they don't even put the tour guides don't even come with you anymore to the Divic box part. They just say like, oh, go into this room. We'll, we'll finish no. up the tour in a second. And then they literally leave you in there by yourself. They're they like, don't come in. doing it. I mean, that's a bad and- sign. And they just play a TV, uh, like a little thing in the corner where Zach tells you about the box and says, like, you're about to see the Dybbuk box. And Allison's favorite part, because for those of you who don't know, Allison is much more skeptical than I am. Uh And so uh it was very interesting to only go with a skeptic because 
almost every other time they said anything, Allison's eyes were just like rolling further back into her head. <laughs> of course. But when we went to the, so the Divic box part, he was trying to talk, Zach was trying to talk about all of his experiences. And he was like, the last time I interacted with the Dybbuk box was when my friend Post Malone came with me. And Allison's <laughs> eyes were all the way back here. And she was like, I'm sorry, you can't really possibly expect me to be scared when you start a sentence with me and my friend Post Malone. Me and my BFF. <laughs> anyway, so there was uh, only like one really new exhibit that we hadn't seen before. Everything else was the same but they have a new uh much more expensive version of the tour where you can um stay like they literally like lock you in the hotel by yourself for an hour and a half what or, like, not hotel the museum like i trust me it's already on my bucket list for you and me to do oh because we have to do that we can expense it for sure they literally leave it's like at night and they leave you in the entire museum to do whatever you want for an hour and a half uh and we're doing that for sure well, there you have it. And they ch- they changed up the format a little bit. Like now there are some rooms that are off limits to general admission because it's part of the package that you get with that where you get to see other rooms. <gasps> wow. So. Anyway, so Zach Begons, uh, <laughs> this is his version of Ghost Adventures where he was talking to the tour guide. Uh, whew, we got that dust thing going on again where my nostrils are freaking out. What dust thing? I get I like I have an allergy to dust where only the tip of my nose itches oh, like that's fucking right. yeah, crazy. You did, you did tell me that. So now I know I have to sweep after this. Um. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse or better, because I have an allergy to dust where I get terrible sinus infections. It's like, Oh, I would much prefer this because it goes away after like a half an hour. Okay, I was going to say, I mean, saying it out loud, I guess that's worse, but like, that <laughs> does sound very irritating. Well, so uh, Zach was talking to a tour guy named Donna in Molly's room, and immediately Donna feels something intimidating in the room and has to sit down. Um, and feels like she's really dizzy. Another tour guide says that people have tried taking pictures of him on tour. And when they look at the pictures, he is not there, but a different person is. Yeah, I'd quit that job instantly, like instantaneously, like someone's replacing you in photographs. No, thank you. It's also like they know you're going to take a picture and they yeah. are intent. It's not like you accidentally caught a shadow walking through the room. Yeah. It was like it wanted to be the like ready for my close up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wanted him to not be in the photo, which is hysterical. Yeah, was like he's not like next out. to him. <laughs> was like no, no, no. This is my time to shine. <laughs> it's uh, my portrait session. Oh my god. He also heard people walking around, doors opening when he was alone, and uh, the tour guide also says that the the parlors are super active. Psychics get a lot in there, and Matilda has been seen and photographed in there. So maybe that's who we're seeing is Matilda in the pictures. Interesting. Yeah, um, I can see that. Donna no longer goes in one room in the basement because I'm guessing this was Shadow Man. She feels like someone bull rushed her and like held her down so she couldn't leave. And she felt swirling all around her. And ever since she won't go in the room by herself. Well, yeah, me neither. This same entity is also seen in different parts of the basement. People have apparently experienced it, like seen it sitting on a couch. They have sat on the couch themselves and felt someone sit next to them. And people have also heard the springs of the couch move as if someone sat down on the couch. Mm-mm. So it really likes this one couch, apparently. Interestingly, Aaron's camera, when they were interviewing Donna, it wouldn't film anything. Like, it just shut down. It looked like it was filming, even though it didn't capture any video when Donna was in the room. But once she left the room, it went back to filming. So there was, like, a weird cut in his footage of, like... <gasps> That's always freaky. Only when Donna wasn't there and intentionally didn't record anything. 
And that's also freaky because I feel like they have the top not. I mean, that show is high. Like they have the top notch equipment. It's not like they're oh, running yeah. with like ten year old cameras or anything. Yeah, it's super creepy. Um, and also, also one speaking of, the- of technology, sorry to like cut you off, but like ever since you sent those photos, I don't know if you can hear it, but your audio has been like staticky, like f- literally since those photos came through. Oh, really? And, um, and I keep yeah, it just like garbles your voice every now and then. Um, Oh, and I, I'm wondering if it's gonna be heard on audio. Probably not because it's you're recording locally. But it's like freaking me out. <laughs> it's like little skips. I didn't think about Weird. it until you just mentioned Aaron's camera. Anyway, I'm checking my audio right now, and I don't see any little blips. It's probably just like the Zoom connection or something. But anyway, I just. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, well, sorry you've been having to deal with that. No, it's it's barely. I can barely like it doesn't bother me. But at first, I was like, oh, that's fine. And now I'm like, oh my god, it's it's a little it's a scratchy sibilance. Is that what? Yes, it's like little like little staticky moments. Well, uh, apparently, people have also felt pressure in their head when they're in the basement, which would be where there were trauma patients. So they think (gasps) it might be residual pain. Oh Um, shit spirits don't like people in the house after the tours end for the day and apparently that's obviously when zach would go to investigate <laughs> so both zach and aaron at the top of the stairs get really dizzy in the same spot donna was dizzy earlier that day they get a uh female evp again super clear um if you want to go listen it's episode season 10 episode 9 and this audio is wildly clear it is definitely a young woman um when zach is in molly's room and trying to talk to molly and asking her to talk back you can hear a woman say hello really clearly Mm. like might as well have just been on camera with zach Ooh, i like have such goose cam right now it's insane i'm I'm honestly like kind of freaking out i don't know why this story is scary um something hits Zach, like pushes him. And I'm going to believe that he actually did get touched because usually he would make such a dramatic case over this, but he did seem kind of stunned and didn't even really react. He was just kind of like, whoa. And he had to sit down. Um, And while he's sitting down, he hears clear footsteps walking towards him. And then he says he starts feeling really numb. And on camera, he seems at least to be going into some sort of little trance And he um, narrates over it saying that whatever happened on this investigation in that moment was attached to him for days afterwards. Um, Once he leaves, Jay also feels something grabbing his neck and Aaron feels something stab him in the ribs. And there's literally like a blade sized scratch on his rib afterwards. Um, So they think it might have been a bayonet from one of the soldiers. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Seconds before Aaron felt stabbing, they got really clear uh audio of a man talking in the basement uh and also what sounded kind of like a door opening or someone walking on the floor when they use the spirit box they asked matilda how did you die and they got the word hanging which again was super clear this place had only really super clear audio it was really weird that's freaky Um, and what's interesting is they said how did matilda die but molly died from hanging so they think molly might have like might have like interrupted her like like matilda like i'm gonna fucking say something this is about me now yeah what so the word hanging like absolutely came in clear uh to how did you die and trigger warning for uh assault people who've dealt with assaults the r word that was one of the words that came out really clearly in on the (gasps) spirit box oh shit is what was happening probably to molly from francis so 
the right next to each other the words hanging and then the r word for <gasps> sexual assault um came out clear as day at the same time and then what the f two voices for spirit boxes came out at the same time one said get him and the other said i can't okay good night uh zach then says what would happen if we go into the basement and a male voice says basement as if like mocking him or mimicking him but it wasn't (laughs) even it wasn't even an evp that they caught and listened to later they heard in real time next to them the guy say basement Uh um so that freaked them out then they saw a mist on the thermal camera but then every time they tried to film it the machine would turn itself off only when they were trying to shoot that that freaks me out just like, like when that. the camera wouldn't shoot on Donna, the thermal right. camera wouldn't shoot on the mist. Um, they started freaking out about it, and but they, uh, when they were trying to figure it out, they started smelling sulfur, which means a demonic force. Mm-hmm. And the mist ends up showing up behind Zach in a picture when he tells the spirit to push him. So I'm just going to end on this very lovely quote from Zach when he was asked about the Sorel Weed House. <laughs> um, this is what he had to say after the whole episode. Our invest should I read it like him? Please. Our investigation of the Sorel Weed House in Savannah, Georgia gave me a three alarm hangover. It was vi- it was very similar to a real one. Headache, nausea, dizziness, throbbing, memory loss, but weirder, I can usually gauge how bad my hangover is going to be by the interactions I have with spirits during a lockdown. But this one threw me for a loop. <laughs> oh my god. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> so apparently he had a hangover from the ghost. A spiritual I guess, hangover. I guess that's pretty I guess, cool. I guess that it probably followed him home and he had residual side effects from having yeah. investigated it. But the way that he mentioned it, I was like, okay, Zach, like, thank you. We get that. it. <laughs> anyway, that is this, a very long story, but a really uh, intense story, that, I guess, also, of the Sorrel Weed House. I don't know if it's just, like, I'm just, like, extra ed- on edge lately, but I am really spooked by that story. I don't know. That really scared me. The pictures were intense. The pictures were a little the, intense. I think the, the audio really of the, freaky. like, get, get out mm-hmm. of here, get out of here, that was pretty insane, too. Makes it a lot more real. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites, so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, okay, okay. Well, mine is spooky too, Em. I'm ready. So here we go. This is one of the one. Okay, maybe I just am on edge. I don't know. But this story that I'm doing today, like, got me more than usual. Uh-huh. And put me on edge and freaked me out more than usual. So is it? let's just see. Is it a serial killer? No. Hmm. What's the other one that always freaks us out? Something that freaks you out. That like. That are, oh, like, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, unsolved disappearance. Yes. Ooh, a disappearance. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know what it reminds me of is um the uh what's his name? Oh my gosh. Bryce Las Pizza. I always yeah. see his name is Brian Las Pizzas. I, I can never it's, get it right and I always feel bad about it. Okay, well, but yes, yeah, I'm so excited for this. This reminds me a little bit of that story. So um this is the story of Neo Babson Maximus a.k.a. Charles Allen Jr. and his disappearance. So, mm, okay. All right. So, in the fall of 2007, 22-year-old Neo Babson Maximus was in his senior year at University of Massachusetts Dartmouth campus when he mysteriously mm. disappeared. Neo was last seen at 3 a.m. on October 13, 2007, around College Lane in Dartmouth, Mass., in a situation that was pretty out of character. So, at 3 a.m. on October 13th, it sort of appeared he was trying to break into a woman's house via her second story window. And once he got mm-hmm. inside, this woman got up and was like startled. And he said, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was looking for my friend Mason. And when she said Mason doesn't live here, he politely excused himself, jumped back out of the window and disappeared into the woods. Uh, in that moment, I would have put a bunch of bricks in that window and made a wall. And that I, guy could never absolutely. come back. I would never live there again. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but I would be. I'd be terrified. like officially, officially. I just have like a home alone, like trap set up at that window for if someone ever one tries million, to come near it again. One million percent, especially at three a.m. I mean, that must be terrifying. But this was um, so, the last time he was ever seen. Yes. So the woman Weird. reports this to police, adds the fact that she thought it was strange that the man was wearing nothing but running pants, not even shoes. Uh, oh. And Neo never returned to his off-campus apartment in New Bedford, Massachusetts, nor did he show up at college or anywhere else. In fact, this woman this woman would be the last person to ever see him. Wow. And you know something was up because no one runs in the woods without shoes. So, yeah, like, especially in Massachusetts in October. Like, that's going to be chilly. Oh, forget about it. No, no, no. Night, something was yeah. up. Something was up. So, Neo was born April 26, 1985, and he was completing his final year studying psychology uh at university of massachusetts dartmouth campus 
Um, and he was known to be extremely intelligent, who a uh, guy, kid who thrived at whatever he was doing. He was 22 at the time. Um, and there's a podcast called Thin Air that did an episode covering this case where they interviewed one of Neo's best friends named Anthony. And Anthony was also huh. interviewed in the Disappeared uh, episode on Discovery Plus. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> and Anthony had been <clears throat> living with Neo uh, over the summer. So he has kind of like good insight into him and his character and what, what was happened. cooking. So what was cooking. So this friend, Anthony, said that Neo was one of the smartest people I've ever known. He had a very good memory, a photographic memory. You could basically give him a credit card, show it to him, and give him 20 seconds, and then he could just remember the card number. Anthony also continued, he was goofy, um, but if you didn't know him very well, you'd think he was serious. He was one of those people where if he set his mind to do something, he'd do it and excel at it. Um, Mm. So there seemed to be, like, nothing that strange at the time that people noticed uh, worth reporting, but looking back, I don't know, hindsight is twenty twenty. There's some weird stuff that had happened. So a month okay. before his disappearance, Neo had legally changed his name. So To Neo, although, right? To Neo, exactly. Okay. So although Neo Babson Maximus is like, you know, whatever, a pretty badass name, I guess. Uh he was actually born Charles Allen Jr. after his father. Okay. And he was really close with his father, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm changing my name to, you know remove that aspect of my life or anything had like the matrix just come out and he was like just so like blown away that he had changed his name well kind of yeah uh so uh he played this video game called half-life which i don't know if you've heard of um and his no and he his video game username had always been neo So Half-Life is like this first-person shooter game. Anyway, in the game, he had always been known as Neo, and it came from his love for the Matrix character, Neo. So you're completely right. Um, He said he identified with him. So far, I'm pretty sure I can crack this case. Okay, maybe. Just based based on uh, being able to be right on that one thing, I think. On that one thing. Okay, perhaps. Uh, So far, one out of one guesses has been right. So let's see. So far. All right, let's keep going. So... Uh, any guess as to what Maximus is from <laughs> while we're on the on a roll here? Your his gluteus, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What? Where? Uh, the movie Gladiator. So okay. Uh, and then I Babson was a family name. It was his mother's maiden name. So mm. Neo, like I said, was his name on Half Life. But he didn't just play Half Life. He was literally the number one player in the world. Holy shit. Yeah, so he was a wow. gamer, but like professional, like he did this very, took it very seriously. Um, yeah. And some of his family members said like he was one of the best in the world. His friend Anthony said he was like number one in the world. So I think, I don't want to just say blanket number one, but like top player, one of the top players in the world. Um, he had Jeez. actually just attended a cyber athlete professional league event um, and he had gone to Dallas to compete against players from all over the world. So like he cyber athlete. That is so fun. Well, yeah, like esports. I had I just never had never heard it, but heard that phrase before. That's such a cool way to phrase it. Yeah, my cousin Johannes works in uh, esports, and it's a very fascinating field. Um, mm. It's just a wild. It's like a huge industry. I like don't know much about it, but he was big. He was uh, a really competitive. Does player. Johannes know about this person? Oh, I don't know. I have to ask him. That'd be cool. Maybe. That's That'd be a cool. good question. If, like, I'm they, gonna text him. They've heard of him. 
Yeah. If you're just cracking this case right now, I'm going to freak out. This is going to be just a wild, <laughs> a wild day for me. So in a rare video, uh, it's a YouTube video of Neo at the Dallas event. You can hear Neo saying to the interviewer, when I get addicted to something, that's when I start to understand it. That's a lesson I've learned in gaming. If you want to get good at something, get addicted to it. So just like a note into his, you know, personality. Sure. Um, and oddly, the video was published a couple days after his disappearance. But I think that's probably just coincidental that they did that. But I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did it on purpose. But it's just kind of weird timing. So lately, Neo had become addicted to two things. Do you want to take any guesses? Yeah, I was going to ask. Can I take a guess? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So just like get in the mind, you know, get in the mind. Okay. I'm going to say some sort of fitness. Yeah. And I'm going to say. Ooh, good job. Um, was it something like experimental drugs? No. Okay. I don't know. What? Do you have a guess as to the fitness thing? Just like running like track or, tennis. or cli- climbing? Oh, what the fuck? Okay. I know. Random. Really okay. random. I'm just amazed you even guessed that, like, that far. I, well, I wouldn't my, have guessed it. So my my thought was, if I were trying to go back to him, like, running up that window. Oh, sure, sure. I was like, and he's like, doesn't have a shirt on or anything. And I was like, maybe he's, yeah. like, learning more about, like, survival instincts or running or something. Anyway. Well, tennis, but, you know, close enough. So I, I, I was close, but no cigar. Okay. No cigar. So, like I said, he took things very seriously, including gaming. So... He got obsessed with tennis and he was playing it constantly and he decided he wanted to become a famous tennis player. Um, Which, I mean, listen, you're already a cyber athlete. You might as well, right? I mean, yeah, might as well get become a physical athlete too. Damn. Why not? He decided his name, Charlie, Charlie Allen Jr., just wasn't going to cut it. So he changed his name to his gamer name, which was Neo. Which is so weird because Charlie Allen sounds like such a tennis player. I completely agree. I think he wanted it to stand out, like be more newsworthy, you know, like Mm -hmm. Neo Maximus. Like it's quite a name. (laughs) Um, But you're completely right that I think Charlie Allen Jr. It does sound like somebody at Wimbledon, like Charlie, Charles. Yeah. Chuck Chuck Allen. Chuck Allen. (laughs) Chuck Allen. Um, so he had changed his name to his uh, video game name. And this was months before, I want to point out. Like, this wasn't, like, the week before he disappeared. This was, like, the summertime he had done this. And uh, he disappeared in October. Okay, got it. Just to give a timeline. So uh, he told his friend Anthony, like, he, like, showed him his ID. And he was like, look what I did. I changed my name. And his friend was like, you've got to be kidding me. And uh, Neo said the, that the woman at the police station who was, like, filling out the paperwork had laughed at him for doing it. And he was just so proud of like this. I don't know. He seemed like a very um, spontaneous person also. So like. He also seems like he was really invested in like really cared about that thing where his name was like the game where his name was Neo. So like I could understand if he was like taking it seriously. Like, no, I want to be recognized as this thing. You know? Right. And I identify with that per- part of me or that person. Yeah, yeah, completely. No, that's a good point. Um, and the second thing Neo was uh, fascinated by, and this didn't come up in the uh, in the disappeared episode, so I just I wonder why. But apparently, he had become really fascinated by Scientology. <gasps> oh, so, did not see that coming. Okay, I know that. Like that's. I mean, even when you said an athletic thing or whatever you said, I was like, if M says fucking like a religion or something. I'm gonna so random my not so medium skills only go so far so 
<laughs> I mean, you already impressed me with everything so far, so it's fine. Ah, um, thank you. <laughs> so he uh, he became fascinated apparently by Scientology. Um, he had told his friend Anthony how he was intrigued by Scientology's anti-psychiatry and anti-medicine movement, which, if you don't know, is a big part of Scientology beliefs. Yes. And the exact um, opposite of my thinking he was getting into, like, different true, drugs and steroids and stuff like that. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. Right. Well, it's okay. You were, like, on the spectrum, just, like, oops, <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I was, like, I was definitely on the spectrum and that I was on the polar opposite, but the spectrum nonetheless. So if you, it's like a circle. If you hop one skip and a, a beat bop or whatever we call it, then you'll be a twist it. Yeah. I was one it, twist it away. It. You're close enough. It's fine. <sighs> Um, so he was fascinated by Scientology. He thought it was really interesting how they were against medicine. He had explained to Anthony that Scientology says that you don't need medication. It's all a placebo and a waste of money. Um, and that is something that they do is they, you know, take you off medications, especially like any mental health medications and try Mm. to, you know, fix it with their cool, fun machines and shit so don't worry about it they're little tin cans on a string or whatever it was (laughs) yeah yeah it works no it doesn't work please don't do it this school of thinking got so in in his head that he took himself off of his own medications and neo suffered from bipolar disorder Mm. so dangerous thing to just suddenly decide scientology is gonna fix me i'm gonna go off my medication yeah um and so you know in the again in the disappeared episode they did not touch on this um his sister kind of explained it as so she told like one anecdote where they had been hanging out and he had been on these mood stabilizers since high school because he had uh in his teenage years he'd always been really shy and then all of a sudden he started kind of having these manic episodes and it was so noticeable that his family took him to a psychiatrist Mm. they found out he had bipolar disorder and so he was put on mood stabilizers and while they seemed to like work fine and he got into college and was doing well um I guess he, like a lot of people I've, I know who've experienced something similar, was on these medications and thinking, like, I feel numb. Like, I don't feel like a myself. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah, a zombie. Exactly. And so he had had this conversation with his sister where she was, like, apparently really, really upset about something and was, mm-hmm. like, sobbing. Like, just was very, very, very upset. And apparently he just looked at her kind of blankly and said, like, I'm just jealous you can feel something like that you know and so it's just yeah it is chilling um and so that was kind of her explanation as to like he just didn't want to be on the medications anymore which i mean i understand yeah totally get it yeah and so i guess he had kind of had an on again off again relationship with his medications anyway so i just want to paint that clear picture because i don't want it to be like a week earlier he went off his medication and then he vanished you know like it wasn't that black and white and like his family is very clear that like They've known him, obviously, his whole life, and he they knew when he was going to be having a manic episode. It usually built up to a certain point. Sure. Um, This was just uncharacteristically... Yes. Okay, got it. And, like, his sister made a good point. Like, people just hear, like, mental illness or bipolar and are like, oh, he was just crazy and he ran away. And it's, like, such a... a, Stigma, yeah. Yeah, such a stigma, and it's it's so much more nuanced than that. And so, anyway, I just want to paint a full picture of that. But, yes, he did have bipolar disorder. He went off his medications for a number of reasons i guess and um his friend anthony for example knew him really well um he said it was never anything like a jekyll and hyde situation that you see like with a stigma people didn't even know he had it unless he told them um Mm. and he kept it pretty quiet for most people so a lot of his friends didn't even know and so 
he had been ta- going off his medication as of like I think that summer. So when he changed his name, like that same time period. And he had also started like fully spinning his sleeping pattern out of whack, which oh. can also be really not un- good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can like totally tip you in like certain, at least in my experience, like directions mentally and sure, yeah, otherwise. And so Anthony remembers that Neo wouldn't sleep like normal people, quote unquote. He'd take a nap from 12 to 2, then he'd play tennis and then sleep 5 to 5.30. Then he would be up for another two hours and have another nap. He'd only sleep in increments of 30 minutes to two hours every couple of hours. Interesting. Yeah. And there's actually a name for it. But Anthony said that in combination with the medication he now wasn't taking made him act differently. Got it. Okay. So just a number of things going into this. Apparently, so Leonardo da Vinci had this polyphasic sleep pattern, which is where he would allegedly take 20 minute naps every four hours. Interesting. So like only get one sleep cycle in per ever, for every, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. like isn't 20, <laughs> isn't like 24 minutes, like the amount of a sleep cycle or something. So then he would wake up and then do his thing know, until he needed I, another sleep cycle. I've also heard of sleep hours an hour and a half, so I don't, I don't totally oh. like, to go through the whole thing. But I don't. Totally, I know you can take power naps for fifteen to twenty minutes, and that's. I was to gonna good. say, uh, I used to take. I don't know why twenty four stays with me. Maybe I just made it up. But in college, someone must have said it to me, and I just ran with it. But twenty four minute na- naps to to tea like would really get me going like those really powered me through i i like rarely nap but now that i'm tired all the time i do nap and i always set my uh timer to 25 minutes because it's enough time for me to fall asleep have like a 20 minute sleep cycle and wake up again so it might be it might be what it is um and he slept so i guess da vinci slept 20 minutes every four hours okay so there's this article on insider uh called 14 bizarre sleeping habits of super successful people um and so like Michael Phelps, for example, like it's just huh. people where it doesn't totally surprise you. They have like a weird way of sleeping, but also yeah. you would never guess it. So I guess Michael Phelps sleeps in like an oxygen deprived chamber or like a high altitude chamber. Huh. Like he literally said he has to go into his room and then there's another door to his bed because his bed area is a higher elevation at like 8,500 to 9,000 feet so that his body Whoa. works harder while he sleeps, which I'm like, I don't need it. I don't need to be working harder while I sleep physically. <laughs> the fact that he found a way to exercise while sleeping is In so his gross. Sleep. Also, Isn't that horrifying? Uh, ugh, I could never. Well, I mean, I have, I have, I, I like to think I kind of have a weird sleep cycle where I sleep in like multiple four hour periods. Like, yeah. I, like I don't ever sleep for eight hours. I'll sleep for like four hours and then after like so long i'll take like a quote four hour nap which is basically my second sleep and for a long time when i would sleep like that it worked really well but no working out or sleeping for only 20 minutes 20 minutes a day is 20 minutes every four hours and that's how you live that's only like two hours of sleep yeah yeah exactly and i guess nikola tesla also did that wild like maybe he would never sleep i don't know i mean i know we joke a lot about how we're actually like weirdly good at being productive and creative when we're slap happy like maybe that's how they were able to come up with random fucking theories it's It's like they were delusional (laughs) honestly it's entirely possible and like in that article too it said something fascinating about like it would have helped da vinci be more productive but it would have been really hard to 
maintain long-term projects Mm. do you know what i mean like apparently just the way you sleep can so affect like your productivity and your creativity and so it might have just been like he had so much time and it was like that kind of yeah right awakeness what Um, a fun little deep dive that was oh my gosh so interesting so was there anyone was there anyone else oh yeah so stephen king's pillows all have to point in a certain direction like the opening of his pillowcase what (laughs) a nut Uh, that's crazy okay Oh, I have a very similar a similar thing, but I think that's just OCD. I don't think that's like <laughs> that doesn't like help my productivity because I'm no Stephen King or Da Vinci, but it does definitely give me deep anxiety. But um, <laughs> and so <laughs> so Da Vinci did this. So the name of it is the Uberman Uberman sleep cycle, okay? Um, which is that like polyphasic twenty minute naps, um, and apparently that's just really hard for like long term projects. Uh, you should do more deep dives, Christine. It definitely takes away from the horror that you do. You know what? And it's funny because I feel like during your story, too, we did a couple like roundabout like and it just adds so much more. I don't know. You should do more deep dives if you can find a way to insert them respectfully. Oh, like That happily. was so nice. That was so fun. Oh, good. Well, I have um, a couple more here. Uh, Charles Dickens <gasps> okay. always says said he had to sleep facing north um, huh. and said it it improved his creativity a lot of these people also suffered from insomnia which like hashtag relatable um and nikola tesla never slept for more than two hours a day so uh i know that apparently he once worked 84 hours in a lab without any sleep um there was one whatever it worked worked. i mean listen yeah who am i to judge right like i have plenty of unhealthy habits um oh and i think my favorite is mariah carey so I she can't wait. <laughs> Does she sleep on a silver platter? I'm what happens? I got in sequence pillows. <laughs> well, probably that probably wasn't even enough to put get in the article. Like that was probably like assumed. But um, <laughs> she apparently surrounds her bed with twenty humidifiers. Um, <gasps> wow, she keeps that uh, those vocal cords uh-huh. moist. I got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she said basically it's like sleeping in a steam room. So like. Fully, I mean, I hope that they get that place checked for mold every now and then because that seems like oh, a lot of for sure. Moisture. But also, like she, I like that she's never talked about that when it comes to like explaining why she has amazing skin. <laughs> yeah, like, true, good point. They're, like, I am sorry, but I refuse now to believe any of her like beauty product brands that she works with. Like she, she literally sleeps in a sauna. Like, are okay, you she sleeps me? in a sauna and she has to sleep fifteen hours a night. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so... <laughs> I was like, how is that even possible? Like, I sleep... I can sleep a lot straight, but 12 hours is about, like, my max she out if I'm... to go to a sleep study. Like, she needs a doctor that's to I'm make wondering. sure that's okay. Like, is she okay? Yeah, and apparently Tom... I think it was Tom Cruise. Let me double check. He also had a weird thing about sleeping. Um, oh, Tom Cruise shock. has a lot of weird things going on. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Scientology. But yeah, he sleeps in a soundproof snoratorium because he snores so loudly. And I'm okay. like, I feel Genius. like... Sorry. You're okay. Um, I'm sorry. So snoratorium. Let's talk about that real quick. I am kind of grossed out at myself that I've never named my bedroom something like that because like so uh, for a long time after we watched charmed i was convinced that allison and i would be re- referencing to our apartment as the manor i, was I like, remember oh, you tried to do that i was on board man i need to bring it back i i it was just laziness that uh, kept us from doing it but the fact that i my favorite be- my favorite room i haven't named that's 
upsetting. Okay, so Snoratorium, that's the one thing I actually, he's actually done it right, finally. I was going to say, you're going to take that away from this whole article, is Snoratorium is all you're going to take away. I love it. Yes, obviously the bathroom is the poop deck. I mean, that's that's a given. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I don't know about Uh. the kitchen yet, but absolutely, Snoratorium is truly, I think, the greatest thing he's given me. Um, my mom calls my living room. What does she call it? The the parlor or something like really <gasps> obnoxious. And Fun. Now it's, it's just stuck in my head now. And I'm like, I'm going to go sit in the parlor. And it sounds so douchey. When you start using it normally, but that's it cracks when it's a problem. I just think you it's should funny. call it the drawing room. I, I thought about drawing room. And then I thought about uh, what's the other one? A sitting room. I don't know. There's all these like ridiculous words. you could My call mom calls that. one of the rooms in our house a sitting room. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Like, we don't even we don't even sit in there it's the room that like <laughs> everyone's got a room in their house they just don't fucking use and that's the room that it, she calls the sitting room well that's kind of what this room is as well this uh-huh. parlor room that like just kind of is there and it's night i mean it's like we, i sit in there sometimes but there's not like a tv like i don't like hang out in there if that makes sense my mom uses um, it sometimes to talk on the phone but that's as far as she gets I, i'm like <laughs> i'm like why do you even try like we should have just boarded this room up that's like made it a haunted room that's where the dog like barks at the mailman so i guess that's part of the sitting room it's the barking room the barking room okay that actually works way better so anyway that's that's a fun like sleep sleep study situation a sleep dive instead of a A deep dive (laughs) come on that was where are we heaven i'm confused hell most likely Uh, (laughs) So sleep dive, just a quick sleep dive. So he was this. Anyway, point being, he was doing this strange, like 20 minutes every four hours sleeping situation uh, or not every four hours. Sorry, that was Da Vinci. But uh, Charlie slash Neo was sleeping like these weird two hour shifts every now and then instead of like a full night of sleep. Um, And anyway, that plus the not taking medication, um, you know, that that could have had an effect on according to his friends it did have an effect on his behavior um but that all started during the summer and also around this t- point um his friend anthony realized he had been sleeping out of his car which was oh. very strange because he had an apartment with a bedroom like there was no re- like he wasn't you know out, out of a home mm. or like it- it was just he just slept in his car and he had this Ford Expedition. So it was like a bigger car and it had a backseat with a pillow and a blanket in it. And he just slept in there, which is interesting. I guess if you're sleeping two hours every now and then. But, you know, there are times when I have in the middle of the night, I I know I have to get something done. Like, for example, my notes today, I mm-hmm. started them at like two in the morning. And oh my God, I it, truly it was pure actively not wanting to do my notes i like was i was (laughs) just like on tiktok and then i was like watching tv and i like just had no interest in it but i was getting super sleepy before i started my notes and so i intentionally went to bed at like midnight in a very uncomfortable position so that i would be more likely to hear my my alarm and wake up no but that usually if i have to get something done but i'm really sleepy and i know i need to nap for me to even be functional to do the, the thing yeah. I will make sure that I have an uncomfy nap so that way I'm what more the, willing to wake up. What was the uncomfy position? Oh, I just slept it like in like the the chair, the upright chair instead oh, of the couch. Oh, oh. And then that way I was like my body was like not really totally relaxed and it was easier to wake up later. So wow. I'm trying to think like maybe and then I got my notes done in an hour and I went to bed. Like it wasn't a big deal. And you're deal, not but... even trying to be a professional tennis player. You're just trying to get your notes you know, done. 
Not yet, but I'm sure I could hyperfixate on that any day now. Yeah, but exactly. like he <laughs> but I'm imagining maybe he like was trying to find a comfy slash uncomfy situation so that way he would perhaps be, it'd be easier to wake up in the two hour thing if he was trying to get himself into that listen mi- mindset. It could be. And like you got the Neo, you got the sports <laughs> activities. Maybe honestly, maybe that's what he was doing. He was like, This is my new sleeping fixation i'm trying to become the greatest tennis player and this is how i do it i don't know Who yeah knows? maybe he I read knew. michael phelps and was like i have my own thing i don't know maybe you know? maybe he was driving up to a high al- higher altitude i don't know you know what that is worth checking out any high out any mountains in boston you could maybe be driving up to perhaps um, maybe he just parked his truck on the sitco side or something i am not on sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was next to our apartments yeah um, okay, so anyway, this just kind of is a summation of what was going on in the months leading up to his disappearance. So uh, Neo's family would last hear from him October 11th of that year, and he went missing October 13th. So just to two days, two or three days before he disappeared. His sister, Brittany, was looking to chat with uh, her brother on Facebook, and they apparently chatted all the time. Like, that's where they day-to-day, Aww. like, chatted with each other. Um, and for some reason he had messaged her earlier that day and she went to message him back and his account had been deleted. (gasps) And so she was like, what the hell? And they were really, really close. Um, and so she called him immediately and was like, why did you delete your Facebook? And this was 2007. So this was like when Facebook was like in its young person heyday, like when people didn't use it just for minion memes, it was like, yeah, uh, we actually, you know exchanged like messages it was, with our it wasn't all farmville okay it was <laughs> oh, I'm, it was farmville at least for me <laughs> farmville farm- and bumper stickers remember bumper stickers oh, on facebook shit. yes yeah. oh my god that's trippy i remember i played frontierville i didn't even play farmville i played like the off-brand like frontierville it was so fun <laughs> anyway so uh he so she calls him she's like why is your profile deleted and apparently she's like she said i could hear his heart sink like he he like freaked out and um he was really alarmed he said i didn't delete my profile and he and she was like well it's gone you know and he apparently got super upset super paranoid and freaked out and he was out for a walk and he then went on to say that he had recently emailed some powerful people they were now after him he didn't feel safe she wasn't safe um, and that she had to go to her dad's house and he, her, their dad was the only one who could keep her safe. Whoa. And he wouldn't say who he had emailed. Uh, he just said, I, I got involved with, so- I, like, I emailed somebody and they're dangerous and we're not safe. Um, Shit. And the thing about the Facebook, I guess, is what, like, f- triggered him to be like, okay, things are bad. So she, to this day, is like, I think something was really up. I don't think he was, Ill- like, this was an illusion. I don't think... Uh, this was something that he was making up or imagining she thinks it was really real um and you know some people say this was just a part of his manic episode but who knows um so oh my god i forgot the like the creepiest part of that whole phone call so he told her there's somebody after me and you and i are not safe um and then he said the answers can be found in the periodic table of elements now we're doing an escape room thing okay i know and then he that's okay okay well i don't like it if i got that phone call from you i'd be like well i don't know what i would do i don't either that's super scary also i really the the hint itself is not useful like yeah it's freaky and it's like confusing like it's like wait explain yourself yeah it's bizarre 
Um, and he was clearly outside. And so right after, the, so he hung up on her and she was like, what the hell was that? And she was like, this is not a thing he did. He didn't, she never experienced this before with him. So straight after that, he calls his parents. Neither of them pick up. So he leaves separate voicemails on both of their phones. So on his mother's phone, he tells her a similar thing, like someone's after me, I'm in danger. And he says, I'm going to head to Florida. I'm going to Florida. Just a heads up. Then he calls his uh, father okay. and leaves a voicemail that says all the other same stuff, except instead of Florida, he says he's going to either Texas or Mexico. So it's just like all over the place. Um, and on both calls, according to his parents, he was running. He was out of breath and he was running through a forest, through the woods. They could hear Jesus like branches, Christ. branches snapping and they could tell he so, was out of breath. So already I'm I'm trying to piece it together with the first part of the story where he yeah. ends up running. So they probably he probably called them when he was on the way to this building to find Mason. Quote, so quote, that was quote. this was two days earlier. So oh, okay. Is, he's he's running in the woods a lot. Okay. He's apparently <coughs> just in the woods and nobody really understands why. Weird. Like he didn't like I as far as I could tell, he wasn't just running in the woods for fun every day. Um maybe he, he had, Okay, sorry. It has nothing to do with anything yet. I'll I'll save my theories for the end. Sorry. Go I ahead. can't wait to hear them. There's some really <laughs> wild theories about this story too, by the way, that you're going to be like it's just freaky stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's odd because obviously it's odd in and of itself, but then it's also odd like, okay, he tells one parent Florida, he tells the other one Texas. It's just like strange. Um, And according to Anthony, the news about him just getting up and going somewhere wasn't completely out of character. So like, even though he said, you know, Mexico, Florida or Texas, apparently Anthony said like, it's not the first time he's kind of up and like spontaneously gone somewhere. Okay. So I guess around September of 2007, which is a month before his disappearance, he had been watching the US Open, which was happening in New York. And then he randomly said to Anthony, hey, you want to go to the US Open? And Anthony was like, no, not really. Like we're <laughs> in school right now. And you know, I am away. not I am not as invested in Texas right. as you are, my friend. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is your thing and I'm so proud of you, but like I'm not participating. <laughs> so he's like, You wanna go? And Anthony was like, No. But apparently the next morning, Anthony got a selfie in a text message from Neo, which was with one of the tennis pros. And hmm. Neo had driven up that night after he had just decided this on a whim slept on a bench and snuck into the tournament and between games he would hide in the bathroom and then sneak into the next one um so, so smart this, this is just like a thing that he did i guess he was very spontaneous um and according to uh his family once he and his sister and mom went on vacation along the east coast to watch some tennis and when they were leaving to return home he wanted to stay but they were all heading home so he hopped out of the moving car and hid in some bushes Mm. Uh, so Neo called up Anthony to tell him what was happening during this event and said, if my sister or mom calls you, don't tell them where I am. And oh. when the family called Anthony to be like, where is he? We, he jumped out of a moving car and we don't know where he is. Yeah. Obviously, Anthony was like, he's fine. He's safe. He he's hiding from you. And he called me. And uh, apparently Anthony got a voicemail from Neo saying something along the lines of, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm pretty mad at you. I'm pretty mad that you let them know where I was. I was going to buy you a Dodge Viper, like the car. Okay. Uh, for when I became a professional tennis player, but now I'm not. Goodbye. So, so it's just like strange. That sounds the most unstable that I've heard so far. It's it's surprising to me because it's like 
you jumped out of a moving car to hide from your mom and sister and then you told your best friend like don't tell them where i am and it's like they're worried they just want to make sure you're okay i don't know yeah the, the part of with like the dodge viper and all that seems so like grandiose of like yeah uh, like the, the things i am capable of or the things i will be capable of one day and like you've let me down like but part of it to me um and i don't know if this is true but part of it to me sounds like a joke like i was gonna buy you a fancy car and now i'm not because you told them where i was oh yeah like it's it sounds, all about the tone it's all about the tone yeah <laughs> and like he did say like he was a goofy guy and like people thought he was serious but he was like actually he didn't take himself seriously so at mm. you know may, my first thought was like oh i was gonna buy you this nice convertible and now i won't because you like i don't gotcha okay gotcha, and they, gotcha. it didn't like affect their friendship so i don't think it was like he was actually mad at him but you're right like if it was serious then it was like that's a very strange thing to bring up so i sure. don't know i guess it, you're right it does depend on the tone um but either way jumping out of a moving car not really the most standard no, of behavior. still not still not great Still not great. So um, what was strange now is that he had panicked so aggressively about his Facebook being deleted. Mm. And um, according to his sister, he was really, really online. Like all of his stuff was online. He talked to everyone online. He was very, I mean, he was a cyber athlete. Like all of his shit was on the internet. So when his Facebook was deleted, he was apparently like really flipped out. Um and so after speaking to his family, he was supposed to meet his friend Mason. Remember Mason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was supposed to meet Mason um, to go to a house party. And apparently, so Mason was a guy that he played tennis with and they had gotten close playing tennis. And Mason okay. had told him, oh, the girls tennis team is hosting this party. And Charlie or Neo was really excited. And Mason, by the way, called him Charlie because Mason didn't even know that he had changed his name. Whoa. Like he didn't okay. find so they hadn't he talked in a little bit. <laughs> no, no, they hung out every day. They, he was meeting them him that day. Oh, but and like he just he, had, he, like he still hadn't been told. Like they just he, never he just came didn't up. Tell him. He just didn't tell him, and hmm. he didn't know he had. So it was after he went missing that Mason learned he had changed his name and that he had bipolar disorder. He didn't know either Got of these it. things about him. Got um, it. And so they were more like I guess acquaintances, but they hung out a lot. Um, and so he was supposed to meet Mason that day. They had played tennis together that day, the 13th, and were supposed to meet to go to this house party. And apparently Neo slash Charlie was very excited because he was like, I want to talk to some girls and just like hang out. He was very looking forward to it. But um, Mason waited like 45 minutes at their meeting point and Neo never showed up. Okay. Uh, and at first Mason was like, just assumed he had like forgotten about it or just went without him and so it didn't strike him as odd at first but then later when people investigators asked him like how was he acting that day uh he said he said this is just so random but he said this incident happened at dinner and he was like i didn't think much of it at the time but looking back it's kind of odd so i guess they had dinner at the university cafeteria and at one point they're eating and hanging out and neo just reaches over and picks up a piece of mason's pizza and just starts eating it and mason's like dude what are you doing with my pizza and uh charlie or neo says oh sorry i thought that was mine and mason was like it was just so odd because like he took it off my plate and then was totally flabbergasted like oh god i'm so sorry i thought that was mine like just strange strange behavior where it's like i mean i don't know huh yeah i don't know where you could like if you could look back and be like oh that was just nothing but then under in the context of the greater picture it's like maybe that was something 
I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think like, oh, maybe he thought that they were like splitting the pizza and like there were two slices and he was supposed to grab one. But then also I think like if you, surely if you grabbed something off my plate, I'd be like, Christine, what the fuck are you doing? No. And like, like, <laughs> just like two bros like who play sports together hanging out and he's like, this is mine. And then he's like, no, no. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. in that situation, if I were Mason and I were like, it was weird. I feel like he probably had a better understanding of like the yeah. tone of it. You know what I mean? No, I um, trust it. I trust that it. it's weird. Got it. Okay. But yeah, so that he's like, that's what he did earlier that day. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just one of those strange, like, it doesn't sound that dramatic, but I guess it's pretty weird if like, that's I mean, I, that- I guess there's no real threshold that like, like we haven't yeah. determined like what makes something weird or not yet. So You're maybe right. that's just like one of the lesser weird things compared to like jumping out of cars and shit. So yes, exactly. Like maybe this was something he did. And but I don't know exactly. Maybe this is just part of his personality. Um, so as mentioned before, he did not go to see Mason at 8pm for the party, but instead at 3am was found in a random woman's house in the second floor saying I'm looking for Mason. And he knew Mason's address. Like he knew this was yes. not. And that's <clears throat> the that's the big point. Exactly that is that he had been to Mason's house many times and vice versa. So there is no reason why he should be climbing a second story. First of all, so either he's either he's lying or he's mentally unwell. It's yeah, like, it's it's, it's, right. got, it's one of the two. Either he's chem- something chemically is going on or he's lying. Or he's lying, right. And the fact that he just kind of was standing there and then this woman said, he doesn't live here. And he said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Which is, like, again, kind of reminiscent of the pizza thing. Like, oh, I thought that was mine. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I thought my friend lived here. I'm going to get out of your hair. Like, it's almost like in those two instances, he was just super forgetful. Like, just completely. Confused, yeah. Just guffawed. Like, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Flabbergasted, if you will. Yeah. So, just really odd. So, um he obviously was found by this random woman in her house and uh he said i'm so sorry she said he was extremely polite like she was interviewed and she's like he just was like taken aback was super polite said i'm so sorry jumped back out the window and disappeared um so again he'd been to mason's house many times it's really odd that he just forgot where he lived and thought it was in some second story of a random building right um so in the following days after the voice messages, uh, Neo's parents became worried. The content, obviously, of the messages had alarmed them, and now they couldn't reach him. So eventually they contacted Dartmouth Campus Police, okay. uh, who checked his computer. And according to a website called Missing Souls, which is like a missing persons uh, website, uh, the computer had been completely wiped clean. And oh. he had said to his sister, remember, I sent some emails. Yeah. yeah. And oddly, the emails from, like, the last five days had been completely wiped off his account. Um, <clears throat> do we, so just strange. Do we know if there's any theories about him interacting with the dark web? Hmm. Because I if, don't he know was, about if he was... Dark web. Or, like, dark, dark net or whatever it's called. Because, like, if he were inter- if he were talking to some people that could have been you know, bad people. And then all of a sudden his Facebook is hacked mm-hmm. and he's emailing something like maybe he, I don't know. I don't know. Or it could that's have been. One, that's one of the theories. Um, so you're, you're definitely onto something and I'm going to definitely point that out in a little bit okay. um, near the end. But yeah, you're definitely onto something. So it's basically unclear. Like did somebody else wipe these to erase evidence? Did he clean them <clears throat> out to erase a trace of where he was going? Like, who knows? But they were completely gone. Um, and there was so there's like no electronic 
uh, trail for investigators to follow. His credit cards were not used. His mobile phone was not used. His bank accounts hadn't been touched. And he had just vanished into thin air. And his friend Anthony said, you know, as much as, like, nobody thinks he would ever just disappear for the hell of it, like, if anybody could do it, he could do it. Like, if anybody wanted to change his identity and do it, he could do it. Yeah. He already changed his name. Um, Clearly, it was, he could already be on the way to do that if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And he was savvy enough to do it and creative <clears throat> enough to do it and dedicated enough or fixated enough to do it. But so, again, people are like, he would never have done that. So, you know, I, I do trust when families are like... <laughs> Like, I'm not going to discount a family saying, like, we know him very well. Sure. You know? Yeah. But course. his friend did make a point, like, he was, he'd be able to if he wanted to. Um, So the Charlie Project notes that some breadcrumbs were left behind. So his blue 1999 Ford Expedition with the Maryland license plates was found abandoned on the university campus. Um, And it had, like I said, the pillow and blanket in it to confirm that he had been sleeping in his car. Uh, then a few blocks from where he had broken into that apartment, Mm -hmm. they found his backpack full of school supplies, uh, and his shoes were found on a completely different road near a wooded area. So all three of these things had been kind of (laughs) abandoned in different spots. Um, strangely enough, his keys, cell phone, and charger have never been found. So those were with him. Ooh. Okay. Sure. Or they've gone missing somewhere else and just haven't been found. But now we fast forward to two years later, because just nothing's happened for two years. Um, And there's an unofficial sighting in 2009 when a resident of New Bedford, which is like right in that town where he lived, uh, named Stephen, reported that a young man rang his doorbell at 4 a.m. And uh, Steve said he opened the door. There was a a kid. He looked disheveled, underdressed for 4 a.m. like winter weather. And the the young man asked him for directions to the SMU campus. Now, this is creepy. So SMU stands for Southeastern Massachusetts University. And that is what University of Massachusetts campus, Dartmouth campus, used to be called before 1991. Oh. So it's like the old name for it. Like, not even when he went there. Weird. Right? I just thought that was creepy. That, I don't even know how to, like, unless you're just trying to, like, sound original. Like, I can't think of a single reason why you would do that unless you had, like, again, weird memory loss issues. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it kind of freaked me out. And then I was thinking, like, you know, maybe it's not him because it's somebody else. But then who did go to SMU back in the day. But then I was like, no, the guy said he was a really young guy. Like, he was a young kid or a young guy, a young man. Like, he wasn't old enough to have attended this university before 1991 and to he, have actually and called the school that. he went to. Yes. Hmm. It's weird, right? It's just like unsettling somehow. I don't know. It's very, it's like black eyed children almost where it's like, yes. You're trying oh so, God. Yes. It's like, like you're off. trying so hard to sound r- correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're still a little off. And the weird part is he was in the town of his campus and his old apartment. Like he was, Whoever this guy was, was like right there in town. It it wasn't like um he was somewhere across the country and lost. Um so was the really guy odd. was the guy he was asking older and maybe he thought he needed to use the original name of it? That's a good question. I'm not sure. The guy was interviewed and he didn't seem that, that old. Oh, you know what? No, know. that was a different I'm trying to think if the guy was interviewed. Maybe he wasn't. Um, you know, I don't know. I hadn't thought of that, but the guy was like, What are you talking about? And oh. Steve said, uh, 
that his wife was getting freaked out for understandable reasons and was like you got, like don't open the, don't open the door any yeah. further for this person we don't know him so he shut the door and called the police being like this could have been a robbery like we didn't know if he was trying to get into the apartment sure yeah so he called the police um and by the time the police arrived the man had disappeared and in the following days, Stephen then saw the missing persons report for Charlie Allen Jr. and was like, holy shit, that is the kid at my door. That's the guy on my porch. Weird. So he was insistent. Like, that is the same guy. I saw him. And even the fact that he was standing there not dressed for the weather, you know, fits. But it's also creepy that it was two years later, you know, like what has happened in those two years? I feel crazy. like he hit his head. I feel like that's like, what I said. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to scream, but I wrote at the end like maybe a head injury. Like I don't know if he was running like through the woods. Everything about him being so like, like almost there, but also mm-hmm. being confused, but also be having like a lot of anxiety, like an amnesia thing. Yeah, it seems like there was some sort of like injury, like a like, traumatic injury or something, or or drugs. Like I don't know. I don't know. It right. feels like. I mean, he's definitely. If you were to tell me he was hallucinating, I couldn't not believe you. Like, right. so, um, yeah, some, it's, it's, something chemically is not okay. Yeah, it's see, and if that was him, and it's it's also like I guess it could be someone else, but it's a really weird incident slash coincidence yeah. if that was somebody else. But maybe it was. Maybe it was just a random thing, and he just happened to look just like the guy. But it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, so oddly enough, after that, there were no other sightings, official or unofficial, and no further clues or information have ever been found. Um, they did a, a very like intensive search of the woods. Um, the family hired a private investigator and they did this like th- really thorough search of the woods that um, one of the investigators said was, they think, the largest in New England history. It was like Ooh. really thorough. Um, and they found nothing. They found some bones, but they turned out to be animal bones. Um, and the private investigator basically said, like, I don't think he's in those woods. Like, I don't think I think we I think with him. the amount of with the amount of time that has gone by, he could be in some. Yes, exactly. And and so that's some people think, well, OK, I'll, we'll get to that. But basically, so nobody really knows what happened to Charlie or Neo. Uh, his body's never been found. It's not clear whether these people that were after him were real or if he was hallucinating. Um, maybe this was a suicidal situation where he his lack of medication, lack of sleep, maybe some paranoia that could have affected it. Maybe it was a tragic accident. Sure. Um, maybe he's still alive. Maybe he's a Scientologist. You know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but- For all we know, he changed his name again. Like, there's yeah, like. True. He could be like walking around and like just not in the system under what we know him as. Yeah. And they did say they have his fingerprints and everything put his DNA and fingerprints in the database so that if he's ever taken into protective custody or arrested, that it'll ping as like a missing person. Sure. So that has not happened so far. Um, His dad, it was really sad. His dad said he still keeps his cell phone line active on their plan. Like he still pays for it just in case, which is just like tragic um also like i wonder like he he either isn't here or mm -hmm. he is still unwell or he has a lot of guilt and shame about what happened it's got to be one of the three if he hasn't reached out you know yeah he's yeah i mean right like either there's a reason he's not reaching out or he can't like he doesn't remember or he has passed yeah i agree i feel like that's broad but i feel like you're right those are the options um and then if he were if he were like totally like 
you know, back to how they knew him. Like lucid. He would have called yeah. them and been like, oh, where, what's going on? You right. Know? Like, I don't doubt that either. And his family was very clear. Like, we were, they were so close and they were like, he wouldn't just like intentionally hurt us like this. Or if he, if something really happened where like, I mean, we don't know what it is if it was the dark True. web or maybe like he pissed off some Scientologists. And, you oh know, God, they, I didn't even think of that. And like, maybe they like. I mean, they, like, took down his Facebook, and then all of a sudden he was like, you're not safe. That feels Scientology-ish to me of, like, thought of, that. of, like, they're going to come after me, which means they're going to come after you. Maybe, I had like, not thought of that. That Scientology angle is a good point. Because maybe, um, maybe he's not talking to them because he was telling the truth and they would all be in danger if he reached out or maybe yeah he became a full-blown Scientologist and had to write off his family anyway so yeah that's a really good point I hadn't thought of that there is one theory on Reddit that actually kind of aligns with that or is similar um, without the Scientology aspect and this was written by a user oh it's not from Reddit sorry it's from Web Sleuths and it was written by a user named Joey STA who says, is there any possible motive? I, if I remember correctly, he stated he had not removed his Facebook account someone else did, which would take some computer skill. Though I know very little about Charles slash Neo, I do know he was a top Half-Life player for a couple years around 2001 and 2002. Then I read the European, maybe German teams took over, which might have left some resentment in Neo. Mm. In 2003, Axel Greb, Axel Greb, I assume this is a German person, named or Ago, nickname A-G-O, hacked into the half-life's company files to leak the beta version of half-life 2 the owner asked the half-life community for help finding the culprit and they found they the community helped and axel was caught and the owner thanked the community for helping track down the person who had hacked the system um and then somebody said and the same guy says does anyone know if neo assisted or played a role in identifying axel as the one who had hacked the system and that it would have been revenge on on neo yes and he Mm -hmm. says with neo's skills it's quite possible and if he did he may have this may have caused some resentment which gave me the creeps because i was like with that back context it's kind of creepy like yeah well that's why i also thought maybe dark net or something just because he was a gamer and so involved in digital worlds then like maybe he also was like looking up some other stuff i mean i feel like the dark web is a good place to look up like i mean i'm not saying he wasn't didn't have integrity with his gaming but maybe he was looking up cheats or something with his game and just kind of stumbled into the wrong people or something yeah it sounds like there was a lot darker shit happening than anybody really knew on the surface like the fact that this user was like oh there was this whole like crime thing happening behind the scenes during the time that you know he was involved with gaming um and apparently axel came off probation not long before neo's disappearance so just so he had gone to jail this was like a very serious accusation and crime that he was convicted of um and has amazing computer skills for obvious reasons and now this part is like very circumstantial but also very creepy to me the user says i wonder if the ag in ago not, are not only the first letters of his first and last names, but also stand for the element silver in the periodic table. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, we ne- we totally didn't even pay attention to the periodic table this whole time. His name was, yeah, Ago, uh, what was AG for silver. Yeah. A-G-O, yeah. Anyway, just freaky stuff. So, I, you know, who knows? It's, it seems like a stretch, because, like, why would you say that? But Would you ever, 
did you ever see any other rumors like that involved the periodic table? No, that's all I saw about that. About how the weird? Periodic table. How weird is that for like? Unless you and I specifically had an inside joke about the periodic yep. table, and then I all of a sudden I'm like acting really frenetic, and I'm like, the clues are in the periodic table. Yes. You better be like, what the fuck do you oh, expect me to do with a like, periodic table? M doesn't know what a pe- like. I'd be like, neither of us know what a fucking periodic Honestly, table. I'm telling you now, if you were to imply something about the periodic table to me, I would expect that you're talking about like plutonium from Back to the Future, or like that. <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, I've got fucking nothing. The tannins my in wine, or something. <laughs> yeah. I feel. I feel like the only. Yeah, the only, oh my god, I forget what I was even about to say. Oh yeah, it, that would be like if you said something like, "Oh, the the clues in the angles of the romb the geometry." Yeah, rhombus. I'd be like, I'd be like, well, I'd fuck? be like, um, get back on the phone real quick because like you expect me to know no, no, what no. to yeah. do with that? Not like, enough information. Me? Yeah, uh, I can read your mind to a certain extent, but like math and that's just too far. So it's really I, odd. honestly, if I were about to like, what if I thought I was on the run? And I had to leave you with a notion like the clues are on the periodic table. I would hang up and be like, Christine's never going to figure it out. Yeah, I would like, <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. I'd be like, why Christine. did I even, why did I even waste my breath trying to give her a clue like that? It's so stupid. <laughs> no, completely right. And so, you know, maybe that's what it referred to. It seems, again, like a stretch because like, why would his sister know that? Or like, this person wasn't even, as far as I know, relevant to the family at all. So just really odd. Um, and you'd think you'd ha- say it more clearly, like, yeah. oh, it's a some German guy that I emailed. I don't know. Or, or, or like, I leave emailed. a note under your bed or something, something for someone to find, right? you know? But so it's really strange. Um, so some people think maybe it was a Half-Life related murder. Some people um, think maybe he did go off to play tennis somewhere under a different name. And he really is just some accomplished tennis player somewhere. And uh, I'm going to give a little, like, just... Uh, summary of who he is, what he looks like, um, just to for everybody to keep an eye out. So Neo slash Charles, he was known by Charlie by his friends and family, uh, has been missing since October 13, 2007 from Dartmouth, Massachusetts. He was 22 at the time of his disappearance and he would be 36 years old today. He's a Caucasian male with light brown hair and brown eyes, around 5 foot 11 or 6 foot tall, weighing between 175 to 190 pounds. He was last seen wearing black sweatpants with a red stripe down the side and a white 2007 U.S. Open t-shirt that he always wore. He wears glasses. He wore his haircut very short. Everyone who knew him called him Charlie. He may have been seen approaching a truck driver on Route 6 in Dartmouth shortly after his disappearance. So some theorize that he hitched a ride and left New England. Uh, If you have any information, you can share it with the Dartmouth Police Department at 508-910-1775. And that's the story of uh, Charles Allen Jr. or Neo Babson Maximus. And for whatever reason, this story, like, I just have a gut, gut feeling that he's still alive. I don't know why. And I don't feel like that's right, maybe right to say because I feel like who am I to say that? But I just have a strange gut feeling like maybe maybe this can be solved. Um, maybe maybe his partner listens to our show. If you are dating somebody and you are unsure of their past, maybe they are this person. Honestly, something like that would be just great for the family. Like that's what the the yeah. private investigator said. Like he might have died by suicide, but he said like the greatest thing ever would be like if he just showed up one day and was like, you know, I've been gone and now I'm back. And like that would just be. Or even if they can get closure because the sister, again, said something like, you know, how can I grieve something that I don't even know 
whether it happened. So I feel like even just wow. an element of closure to solve the case would be a huge deal. Um, so if you do have any inkling of a thought or a red flag or anything, it's worth checking. You never know. This is how crimes get solved is just people have a hunch or people act on something weird and who knows. So. Oof. And that was also such a good one because there were so many, so many, like, I don't even know how to keep up with all the weird little behaviors. Like, yeah, the, the periodic table, the looking for Mason in a place where you know he isn't. Yeah, the, the Scientology. The Scientology. Like, so odd. The, the Facebook thing, all of it. It's like, I don't even know where to start on that. And, like, and the fact, like, if you, I recommend watching the episode to anybody who has Discovery Plus. If not, go check it out. Um, but they 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 interview the family and it's it's i don't know it gave a whole new perspective when you hear the mom saying i had lunch with him two days earlier i saw him several times a month mm. like he was not off he was not acting weird she's like yeah. i know he, i know when he's acting weird i know when he's approaching a manic episode i know when he's you know kind of feeling it could unwell. it have been i don't i don't know enough about mental illness but could it have been an underlying thing they hadn't even realized perhaps like, you know that perhaps was showing up right i yeah i have no clue so it's really interesting to like hear a perspective of an investigator saying you know i believe it had to do with his mental illness um and then his family saying like we would have known if something was off like it's yeah. just really interesting to hear all those perspectives so you know, who knows? But uh, just really, that would be great to figure that out. Oof. Wow. That's a great story, Christine. This is a you wild episode today. I don't know this why. Was a, <laughs> this was a, a lengthy, a lengthy, a lengthy story. Uh, it was. And my, my notes were like two thirds the length of normal. So I don't know. Mine too. Was... I thought for sure this was going to be like a zip zap <laughs> zoop. And apparently it was. I thought it was just... going to be a skip and a hop and a beep boop op. And we... no. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> it really, I think we both saw it was short and therefore we thought we That's could like exactly. get chatty. It happens, oh, it happens every time. We're like, we're like, don't worry. This will be quick. I'm like, what yep. the fuck are we thinking? Never. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, for those of you, we don't know how it turned out yet, but uh, if you're listening on Sunday when this comes out, yesterday was our, uh, our auction, our, our poetry slam. Oh, it's going to be so fun. So we don't watch know. it. You can still watch it. We don't know how it went because we are in the past currently, but um, I'm sure it's going to go great. And we're very excited. Thank you to everyone who is about to come slash did come. And uh, yeah, we will. And if you missed it, uh, you can watch it on demand. So go check it out. Um, The link will still be up, I'm sure, in our social media. Um, And we will let you know uh, about future live show episodes. We are working on our tour right now, which is super exciting. Finally. Um, and it, please come, please God, because we worked so, <laughs> we worked so hard Can on this show, like, we two show up? fucking years ago, so if you could just, like, humor us, it'd be excellente. Thank you oh, so much. Fuck. We'll try so hard to entertain you. There will be booze. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll show my baby. I, what did you say? I'm, like, singing. Oh, I was the, saying. Lion King. <laughs> I was saying, like, yeah, when we go to Cincinnati, Christine will, like, hold her baby, like, the Lion King on stage. And- yeah. Yeah, it'll be a whole a whole production okay don't worry it, we'll do whatever it you. takes we'll do whatever it takes <laughs> uh, i'll turn my child into a, into a little a lion <laughs> <laughs> okay and that's why we drink why pick one city one beach one restaurant or even one view with celebrity cruises you can have it all explore the best of europe the caribbean and alaska with the best premium cruise line 
And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by state room category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta.